Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It is Wednesday, September 7th. Still kind of stuck in the doldrums here. Live from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. We're here from 3 to 5 today. And Trevor, uh, Trevor Kelsey with me, as always. Rocking the Eagles shirt out of the Lions shirt on yesterday. It's game week. We're going back and forth now. I mean, are you not going to go Lions every... I'm, I'm going Eagles rest of the, every day the rest of this week. The rest of the week? I just didn't go yesterday because I was like, ah, you know, it's kind of a Louisville morning day. I've got Long Beach State on underneath this, so no. I did not go Did not go Lions today. Long Beach State? Underneath the, uh, the, the little mini... Athleisure hoodie here. I've got a Long Beach State basketball. How many lines outfit shirts do you actually own now? I'd say I probably. I think I've only seen you in two. I've got more than two. I think I've got four or five. Anything outside the basic? Because yes, the two I've seen you wear, but you're kind of nothing wrong with it. It's just your basic, you know. I've got a solid like color tee with the the team name or a logo just simply on it. I've got a funky line shirt that I haven't been able to wear in years because it's been too small that I now can wear because I've lost so much weight. Uh, I'll wear that this week. I'll bust that out for you. It's uh, it, one of my friends who like is very into how should I say fashion that like I can't pull off. He's very into football, but like he wears he dresses up like when he goes to the airport. Like he just <laughs> he wears like fancy clothes all the time. Yeah. And he gave is like I was an usher in his wedding, and he gave groomsmen gifts and usher gifts. And it was all like, you know, specific clothing apparel for like that person. And he gave me this Lions t-shirt, which was very like upscale and just different and unique. And I liked right. it a lot, but it was, you know, he, he, he gave me too much credit. He gave me like a small. And it, at the time, like I could fit into it very quickly when I started eating a little bit more as the years went on. I could not fit into it, but now I'm back into it. I've got that. I've got a standard like gray Detroit Lions t-shirt. I've got. I think I've seen the gray and I've seen the, the blue one you wore yesterday. Blue one I wore. That's, that was long sleeve. I've got another blue short sleeve. I've got a little pullover, like a quarter zip. I've got a couple of, of sweatshirts. So you'll see the whole any, attire. Any jerseys? I mean, I had the the only one I ever had because I'm not a big jersey guy. Okay. The only one that I ever had was the my friend at Dayton sophomore year. They went to like thrift store shopping, or thrift store shopping, yeah. like the Goodwill. And he found a Mike McMahon Lions jersey for like three bucks and got it for me. He was so that Eagle was the, starter for a few years. Too. That was the only right Lions here. jersey I ever had was this Mike McMahon jersey. I would wear it for fancy draft every year. I, so I have as many Lions jerseys because I have. I don't. I, it's in one of my storage unit, wherever my, with my other jersey box. But I've got an old Robert Porsche jersey, nice, a blue one, and I, I don't know if I still have this anywhere. Because now, do you have any like any like any like just like I have? I'm wearing the Randall Cunningham Rocket Man. I've got a Zach Ertz. I've got a Weapon X T-shirt. Do you have any like just like character T-shirts or even no. like uh, jerseys? 
No. Are you? Are you not? You're not a Jersey guy. Not a Jersey or a Jersey I, guy. I, I, well, not, I'm, wearing, I'm Jersey. I do not like jerseys. When I went to the Lions game in '93, uh, I, I don't know if I, I doubt I still have this anywhere, but if I ever found it, I would. You could have it in a heartbeat. Uh, one of the things I bought as a collectible there was a Jerry Ball caricature T-shirt. Do you remember Jerry Ball? No. He was like a 400-pound defensive nose tackle for the Lions back in the early '90s. Okay. And not the best player but he was kind of like detroit's like poor man's version of the fridge okay and then you got me this is early 90s so this is when like all like the cartoon like stuff was around so and it'll probably fit you still because it's probably an excel at that time for me it's probably too big on you even now but probably it's uh it's like jerry ball and he's got like a big wrecking crew like a big wrecking ball thing with him and he's doing i think he's like destroying like a, a generic offensive line with the wrecking ball it's, it's i remember it being a really cool shirt and you like quite the like. picture i like I, 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 yeah. I enjoy hearing it you can google it one day and if i ever find the shirt it will be yours now i appreciate that I, i'm kind of i don't throw anything away i've got a conundrum here today Uh-oh. because i'm good with those my sense is it's wednesday it we, is. we didn't we had labor day on monday we had the show yesterday and we knew how yesterday's show was going to go and it was exactly what we expected you and i ranted and raved the text line had, I think we've probably had set a record for text. I think we've had more, because when I got the air, we still had like 27 unread texts. I went on there and there were texts coming in after the show ended. Yeah. I, I went through and read some of them. I, I replied to a few here and there. Appreciate but, that. But I mean, honestly, there was nothing. Most of it was, it, I'm not saying it wasn't reply worthy. It was just, it was everything else we'd already been hearing right. throughout, throughout the whole day. And then it replied to throughout the whole show. Every The sense I get, everybody's still very mad. Like, people are not ready to move on just yet. Like, <laughs> it didn't help the podcast didn't load properly. <laughs> we're, I, mean, I was going to talk about that okay, in a second. Because the, the first couple of texts we've gotten today are already <laughs> just asking about the podcast. Which, well, we, let's talk about it right now. Has the podcast issue been fixed? Because I've seen people complaining not about KRC today. Not officially. I'm going to, uh, Scoots, I think, talk to get on the phone with them for a little bit this morning. Uh, I've got the bats game tonight, so I will try to get with them. If they have a, if they have like a, depends what time they're call center. Whether I will, I will put my earpod in and call them, and I will go the distance with a, with a call center if they did the challenge. And to too. clarify what we're talking about here, if you've looked for the podcast in Apple Pods, which is the most used, most popular it's on your phone mm-hmm. podcast apps, usually where it just pops up automatically. It has not been on there. Our show hasn't been on there. The KRC show hasn't popped up. I think the most recent show is still Wake Up 502 it's with Rashawn. From Saturday. From Saturday. Yeah. But you can find the podcast, the show. You just have to like Google search it. It's on Google Pods, I know. It's on, it, it, it originates in SoundCloud. It originates on So you can find it on SoundCloud. So I'll probably tweet out the SoundCloud link tonight after yeah, the whatever, show just to help out. Because you, you always tweet it out from the, the 1450 account. And I always just retweet it blindly. And yesterday, a bunch of people were like, the show's not even on there, on the retweet link. And then they Google searched it themselves and found it on Google Pods. So you can find it on Google. You can find it on, like you said, SoundCloud. You cannot find it on iTunes or Apple, um, which is a, it's a concern. And the, I've gotten, I've heard this a couple of times because we very rarely have podcast problems. Usually it's, it's. You have to be gone, or you know something happens when Gary's in here, or you know, there's a back and forth. Sends me the wrong day. Yeah, like the, <laughs> and I think two of the only days that we've had issues with podcasts have been two of the episodes that people have most wanted to listen to. <laughs> One was the the day of the the Jerch letter when that came out. Oh yeah, everybody was dying to hear the take, and like I got so many requests, and the podcast just didn't work. Remember, it was like. I think we had the wrong episode, and then it just got lost. It was just like uh, into oblivion. And there were conspiracy theorists that were like, Rutherford didn't want the show out there. I'm like, no, 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 no. We always want you to listen to the show. Trust me. That was out that day, I believe, yeah. Yeah, and there were some people yesterday who were like, podcast isn't going up. You must have said some bad stuff. I'm like, one, yeah, we kind of did. 
Two, we still would never shelter. We're not going to delete podcast or, or censor podcast or scrub anything. So it was just that's out there from yesterday. If you couldn't find the show yesterday on Apple Pods and you want to listen to our ranting and raving for three hours, you can find it. You just have to Google um, 1450 Big X or Mike Rutherford Show Google Podcast. Is there, is, is, now, is there any conspiracy to the fact that iTunes has stopped letting us do it since Saturday? The last show was was on Saturday morning, so that was still positive, probably. Now, can we? That was blame- pro Louisville, probably. So since Louisville's game Saturday night, this issue has been is occurring. I mean, it, I do know that we Josh have heard to, doing something here. When I when we do our Card Chronicle podcast, which is a new episode out today, we have to. We, we're they're very adamant that if you use any foul language, you have to check the explicit box. And like Apple is serious about this. If they find a podcast that's not that's labeled clean and there's cursing in it, like they you get in trouble. Okay. And so I wonder. My point is this: Jenna, this is this is Jenna's fault. Jenna's fault. Jenna, my, my ratted Jenna out. From- this is all Jenna's fault. <laughs> She's to blame. She's the one who got us knocked off Apple Pods. If I get a hold of iTunes and they tell me it's because episode so and so had a curse, I'm be like Jenna. Jenna, gone. <laughs> I'm having a uh, I'm having a business lunch on Friday. By the way, it's at J Alexander's. So I'm like, I'm just gonna like. Just pop in on Jenna and be like, "Is Jenna here?" A, biz- ah. a business lunch, you say? A little business lunch. Is, I mean, what? What is, is it? None of my business. None of your business. <laughs> what was? Was a financial advisor be there? Uh no, no. I oh, can't be that big of a no. business. Must not be that important of a business lunch. It's an A B meeting. See your way out of it. <laughs> it's a chips and salsa conversation, not jokes. I've never actually heard that one. <laughs> uh, the AB one, trust me, I've used. I'm the old, I'm an old man enough to use that one. But my point is I've this: never, what was my, the other my, one? Chips and salsa. It's a chips not, and salsa conversation, nachos. I'm using that. I'm never. It's good. I'm never actually. Did you just make that up? No, no. I've been saying that since high school. Um, That's gonna be stolen. My point is this: my the, the point I've I've been trying to get to for ten minutes here is getting to again dragging the stroller through the gravel lot <laughs> with the brake locks on. I feel like people, the conversation is still the game on Saturday for Louisville fans. But there's only so much you can say at this point. We, we can't just turn a blind eye to Central Florida and say, well, we'll start. We'll do more of that tomorrow. And then obviously Friday we'll be previewing the game because it's game day. But game day. right now, there's, you can't just deflect from what's going on. But at the same time, there's nothing I can say that's going to make this okay. Right? If you're turning, if you're tuning into the show saying, I need to feel better, what can Mike say? to alleviate my fears, to heal these wounds, to get me back in the headspace that I was six days ago. It ain't happening. There's nothing I can say. Nothing? Nothing. You can't like do any kind of like false devil's advocate spin of positivity? I asked Scott Satterfield to do that for me, and he wasn't willing to, so well, I, can't, I can't in turn then just do it for the people. I told him point. to tell me that the team puppy died before the game. Give me something. Give me some reason to... <laughs> That leads me to believe that that gives me an excuse for what we saw on Saturday night. He didn't do it. He pulled the family tragedy thing before the bowl game. Remember? Well, that was no. That's not funny. No, sorry. Man, that was the poor taste. Uh, Because that was legit. Um, But if we're going to, I I don't want to spend another two hours today doing the same stuff that we did yesterday. If people text in and they want to talk more about the game, we can do more about the game. Talk about Evans. He was positive. Yeah, I mean, you can you can spend an hour pushing his Heisman vote. I'm just in, and if you listen to yesterday's show or you listen to the podcast today or, God forbid, you listen to both, I'm having a hard time getting over Saturday. I am, and that's where I am mentally. And I'm, I, I can't just do the, like, well, you know, there's 11 games left. They could, if, they'd been, if they'd lost to Syracuse relatively closely, if it'd been a 27-24 game, Cuse kicks the last second field goal, maybe we made a, a couple of ridiculous turnovers, just an ugly 
not clean game, and that's the rationale for why we got beat by an inferior opponent, then cool, we can do that and say, hey, you know, this, you know, he's turned things around before, we've been up and down, wouldn't be shocked at all if we beat Central Florida. We got our asses handed to us. That makes that, that changed the conversation. That's why there's anger. It was 31-7, to and it probably could have been worse at the end of the day. And that, like, I, I've... If you're if, to quote, uh, you know, Christmas Carol, like, I seek comfort from you. I have none to give. I've got nothing for you. I'm more of a Christmas vacation guy myself, but you know, I'm sure there's an applicable line from Christmas Vacation. <laughs> I'm sure we can somehow tie that into. Today's I feel show. like I'm Chevy Chase, and as the bosses are walking by, and he's greeting them. That's how I'm the coaching staff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That makes it. If anybody remembers that I, slight reference, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> um, can we can we spin this in a positive way by saying Syracuse may not be as inferior as we thought they were? That's, but it, I made fun of this this thing today because <laughs> we tried doing this last year. Remember, we were like, you know what, Ole Miss kind of looks playoff good. Well, Ole Miss was good though. Didn't they it? were good, but they were exactly as good as we thought they were. They were like back end top twenty five. <laughs> you, good. Dennis Green. They were yeah. They were <laughs> they were back end top twenty five. Good. We were like, yeah. you know what, they actually look playoff good, and what then they played. Know? They, I think we're like nine and three. Yeah, I think we're, they were what we thought they were going to be. At the end of the day, ten like, and three. Were they okay? Well, they won their bowl. They game. won their bowl game, right? Yeah, yeah nine yeah. and three regular season, yeah. which is kind of what most people thought they would be going into yeah. the year. Syracuse, not nine and three. I'd love to be wrong. I'd love. <laughs> <laughs> there's one. I'd love to be wrong about this. I'd love for them to go ten and two, nine and three, and for this just to be like, hey, you know, it was a harbinger of things to come. They were a great football team. They wound up being the second best team in the Atlantic. Maybe they beat Clemson. Maybe they win the whole damn conference. My gut tells me they're still probably going to be like a five and seven, six and six, seven and five type type team. One that is fine, improved certainly for the last couple of years, but not one that should be beating you. Let me reiterate: thirty-one to seven on opening weekend. Well, they were five wins last year. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. still, like you know, if they go six and six this year, seven and five, maybe five and seven with the right combination of wins, you can say that you know they've taken a step forward, a small step forward. But this is, unless I'm wrong, which I'd love to be, I don't think that this is going to be a Syracuse team that we look back at and say, you know, they ended up being top 25 <laughs> caliber. But we can play that game right now if you want to. I mean, they haven't proved us wrong, right? Not yet. It's early. We'll find out what they do against Purdue in a couple weeks. I mean, if, if, <laughs> are you, do you want to see Braum just destroy and Purdue destroy them? I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. Because I'm, I'm curious, because I'm just... Cause, I See, I I mean, again... If you say yes, you're almost admitting that you're kind of a bring Brom home guy. Well, no, no I'm not. Because I, I... For anybody listening to the show who doesn't know this, like, I can... Brian and I have been friends for a long time. Yeah. I like the whole Brom family. I, I know Jeff fairly well. I like Jeff a lot. So I root for them just as, like, I'm a Brom... On a personal Brom, level. Exactly. I'm always rooting for them just because I, I know them and I like them. I think they're good people. For my mental health... <laughs> <laughs> which, which I don't know was much left of that anyway. <laughs> exactly the, the the last thread that's hanging on. I don't know if I could deal with the fan base after all this happens. If if like if we are zero and three, and Purdue goes into Syracuse, goes into Syracuse, the same place that we just got our asses handed to us, and beats them by like forty, like forty four to nothing. I don't. I mean. What what can you say? Well, you know what the reaction is going to be. Oh man, I'll probably be on that bandwagon. At that that Monday following that game, plus us getting maybe beat by Florida State. It would be, it'd be uh, bad for everybody. Can support Josh Hurd would just be like, 
give me something here, God. Like, this wasn't worth it. I was living a happy life behind the scenes. Like, <laughs> I'm, I was fine being the number two guy. Take me back to those days. Oh, no, but it just doesn't seem too bad right now. <laughs> Take me back, Jay Wright. Let me, let me work with my guys up there in the north. Let me focus on one program that's really relevant to, my, to an athletic program. Let's get that going. Oh, could be. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you, though. I kind of... I guess on both both levels, personal as a fan of the Braun family, and well, I know where your heart. Yeah, you don't even yeah. need to give an answer. Yeah, we good, know exactly. Good, good. You want them to go twelve and one, and then to him have the job like by November before they even finish their season. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking sooner than that, but yeah. I mean, can we get him down here about four next week? No. Can, can Can you meet us in Orlando? No. <laughs> uh, we have, by the way, there, there is a special announcement coming up tomorrow, um, and you. I like that. So. The way this worked, for, and again, you have famously, in your own mind, been taken off the email list, I guess, by Rocco. He took me off the email? I got an email from Kenny Klein a couple of weeks, months ago. Yeah, you're still on that one, but you, you figured this out a few weeks ago. Again, oh, yeah, Rocco, yeah, he took yeah, me your, off. Your short-term memory is Yeah, I think, I think I made a joke about the Browns or something, and he got mad. Yeah, that was it. That, <laughs> that was probably I made a Cavs joke, and he was like, this guy's off the list. But so, <laughs> you know, this is in this day and age, right now, there's a lot of people are upset with things and no he sends an email out at 1219 this afternoon saying like josh hurt has a special announcement that he's making in the ng angels envy bourbon club on the west side of cardinal stadium blah blah blah, blah. goes no further than that so naturally like everybody's most people are saying oh i'm sure this is just about the 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 angels envy bourbon club which is the former brandon williamson club i believe oh, okay which is being rebranded they've been working on it like i had no idea what you're talking about for a but because you put out there right now and you know media members are saying special announcement tomorrow by josh Hurd, there are people out there who are like he's firing set <laughs> yeah because yeah, he's making a special announcement to they're, fire the coach or you know they're renaming <laughs> cardinal stadium like you know any anything's on the table when you say special announcement these days people are letting their minds go crazy like he's bringing in brahm um and so rocco poor rocco had to five minutes ago just send a follow-up email said just to avoid any confusion tomorrow's press conference is the grand opening of the angels envy bourbon club <laughs> like, <laughs> like just like no reason to tease this. you can't tease a special announcement when everyone wants the coaching staff fired or everyone just wants something just something changed something yeah. big that's going to just make our wounds smaller like something like i don't know great like hey we got in the sec you know something like something crazy right now we heard from the IRP. We're good. Banners going back up. You know, people want something gigantic to take their minds off the fact that the football team has sucked out loud now for the last three years and looks like it's not getting any better. And this isn't going to be that. Don't get me wrong. The Angels Envy Bourbon Club looks fantastic. I'm sure it's going to be terrific. It's beautiful. But it's not something that's going to immediately change the overall wait, wait, tide of the fan wait, base. This team looked on Saturday just to knock on wood. They don't ever run out of bourbon. Because that seems to be the most important thing about that. You're really going for the low-hanging fruit today. <laughs> I mean, I'm just... <laughs> I like... I, I, I'm not complaining. I enjoy it. Uh, Have like you settled it. down a little bit? I mean, because you seem... You're in a better mood today. Yesterday, you were genuinely upset, which is rare for you. Yeah, and I and I and and some people asked me why I was, was, was quieter than normal. It's because, honestly, I was afraid I would get into a rant and cuss. 
And you also, you did the right thing. You, you let me go for a little bit, then I let you go for a little bit, yeah, which, yeah. Was, which was nice. And your name's on the show and all. Well, that's, <laughs> just because you use that voice doesn't make it any less true. Once again. My name's Mike. My name's Mike. I'm on the show oh, title. It's my show. It's wow. like, I got a show named after me. Ooh, 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 ooh. I got a rental car from California. Ooh. Speaking of, I was, I was going to say. <laughs> which, by the way, I was supposed to turn in. I told I turned in like a month ago. Well, I mean, not our fault. We, we just so, I was going to say I was going to start the show with this because I was like, if you're looking for positive news, we finally got our car back. Just oh, before I went to the show, I dropped Mary off at the, the body shop. She's got the, the Highlander back. We'll take the um, the Forerunner that we've been using for three months back to the, the rental. Months. It has been. They gave us 90 days. We're using every damn day of that. We had to. But I, I saw a – everybody lies on Twitter. This is not new news to anybody. Everyone lies on everyone Twitter. Everyone lies on Twitter. Okay. But everybody wants to Not this. me. I'm completely honest. You are because you don't tweet really. That's <laughs> true. Everyone wants like a viral tweet. And there was one a couple of months ago that was like some, I don't know, like Eastern elite liberal like person with a blue check that was tweeting out something along the lines of like, don't you ever like if you're from the Northeast, people from the North, don't you get scared driving through states like Kentucky with your license plates? And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> really? And the amount of lying in the comment section from people, they're like, I went to a conference in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, my God, it's a different world. And like there were pictures from that conference and it's very like a, like a downtown normal conference. I was like, what are you talking about? And all I could think of was. I've been driving around this city for the last three months with the biggest possible license plates, front and back, just California. screaming California <laughs> yeah. in your face. No one has touched my car. No one has keyed my car. No one's been like, go back to SoCal, you beach bum. Like, none of that. Just like, stop, stop lying on the internet for clout. Stop doing Hippie that. Hippie liberal. But it will, yeah. <laughs> Where are you going to charge your car at? Cool forerunner. <laughs> Is that a Tesla? No, it's a, it's a forerunner. I think somebody rear-ended my car. And just really drove off. I mean, I, I don't know if you noticed. I was, when I was leaving yesterday, I noticed it looked like my bumper was like kind of hit on the on the passenger side. I'll be honest, Trevor. When I see stuff like that, I just assume it's always been like that. <laughs> just, well, there, there's you a, don't have the you haven't put the spare tire back on the back of your car. There's. A, <laughs> I just assume that everything's by design. I well, that that part is now is by design. So if somebody wants to try to ride up on me too much, I'm like, hey, watch out! I got a giant spike in the back of my car. Just a middle finger to society. Yeah, I mean, society he, wants you to put that, you that get, spare tire. You come running in the back of my car, you're gonna have like the where what should be holding up the spare going through your windshield. So you might, might want to watch out there, buddy. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I, I mean the bumper is like completely plastic, and there is a dent on it on the pat on the driver's side, which is my fault because. I wasn't paying attention backing up at one sure. point, yeah. but the uh, on the on the driver's side, I noticed it's kind of like hanging down a little bit. It looks like somebody might be hit it. Maybe happened in a parking lot or something. I doubt it was here. Nobody would do it here, right? No, never. <laughs> I mean, it's been more crowded here with the the, church, the school getting out. The school getting out is really throwing a wrench. In I got plans. here later than normal yesterday, and I'm having, I, to go, I'm having to go in the opposite way. I saw, and I noticed you do that yesterday. And yesterday, I did not do that, and I got here late. I got here like about ten till, which is late for my standards. And as I got in, I had to like wait for a second for people to like part the Red Sea for me. Yeah, it's, to get through. That's what and, I'm trying to avoid. Now. And they're looking at me like I'm thinking I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut. They in think line. you're cutting in line. Yeah, I'm like I'm, I'm just no. I'm not I know. Gonna... So I started going in the opposite way to avoid that because I do hate the eyes on me. Like, what is this mofo doing? Um, <laughs> and then I do love when I come around. 
You can always tell the guy who's the principal. He's got that big principal energy. <laughs> Does he have he's a like, bullhorn? <laughs> no, he's got he's got like kind of though. He's got he's got like the he's got the shirt and tie on. He's he's dressed like he's like, hey, get in here, Charlotte. Let's go. Let's have a good day. Like, yeah. it's like that that mega principal energy. Every stereotype you see in principals and television. Just, just way too excited about everything. And I'm like, oh, there that, that's the guy. That's the principal. If you were sending all these kids home for the day, you'd be excited too. I would. Yeah, there's no question about that. But you could tell he was out there the very first day that they had that going on. You haven't seen him as much recently. Principal's no, always. That was the Principal's yeah. always a big time presence on day one, the, and then just slowly fades back into the shadows. Now, I assume was, is Trinity, or even I don't know what middle school you went to, like like Westport and Wagner, where you never saw the principal. You only dealt with the assistant principals. I rarely saw the principal. I don't think I ever saw the principal. I, I can't even tell you the principal Wagner was when I was there. I knew the assistant principals. I mean, you always saw the principal at like assemblies and stuff, I but guess. but on a one on one level, very rarely. Even at Westport, I can't remember because well, Westport, you all had like each. Sixth, seventh, eight had its own floor and its own like assistant principal per floor. The person you saw the most at Trinity, I don't know if it's still the same. I don't even know this position exists, but it was the disciplinarian because they handled everything. Well, like, that's the assistant principals handled that with ours. It was I mean, disciplinarian was always like if you had a, 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 a jug, which was like detention. If you had you know some sort of written, you wanted to, to complain about something. Like they were always they were very visible, and you always had a meeting. I've told this story before. I'll tell it again now because we're trying to avoid talking about this godforsaken football team. <laughs> we're doing everything we can. To, I'm trying. I'm pulling out all my best guns, man. We'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll get. No, we'll, no, no. We'll do a little I, I, football. I love the text line dictate how much they want to talk about. It's Wednesday. It's a big text line day. We'll do that. Also, have a couple of fo- uh, basketball recruiting notes that we'll get to. That'll be a nice distraction too. And there's AEW tonight. Yeah, of course, there's AEW tonight. A big. It's a, NFL Eve. Locker room's a giant mess right now. In the locker AEW. room's a giant mess. People suspended left and right today. It's like the Chris Max leading the whole thing. Um, <laughs> it does seem like it. But the disciplinarian, it was somebody different from my. It was a uh, Joey Porter. My first three years at Trinity. My senior year, it wound up being Dave Aberly, who was the he had previously been the head basketball coach. And was also my freshman baseball coach. Oh. So like I, so he, I knew him. He was my religion teacher freshman year, and then he also coached me on the the baseball team. He coached basketball. Like I knew him pretty well. And so senior year, I wrote. It was everybody got a chance to write a column on the student newspaper, and my column, which ended up winning, a, it was second one second prize in a national contest, which I'm Ooh. very proud. I've got a plaque for. The subject matter was lift the ban on hoodies. Why we should be able to wear hooded sweatshirts on free dress days. I'm ta- <laughs> even back then. Tackling the most important issues in society with just full head-on steam, like just full aplomb. This this article about about anti hoodies was second in a national contest. It was. It was pro hoodies. Out of curiosity, what got first? I don't remember. <laughs> All I know is I won second. I was already in college when I found out that I got second, but they sent me like a plaque. I was like, oh, cool. Anti khakis. But <laughs> so part of the column writing is you know you have to talk to somebody who's with the administration. You get quotes from him. You get quotes from. From the student body to get their thoughts because the student body was widely in favor of being able to wear hoodies. Who isn't? Exactly. And so I sit down with with uh, with Coach Aberly, and I'm sitting. And he, the the very first thing he says to me is like, "Between you and me, I don't give a bleep if you all wear hoodies." Like he, <laughs> says, he says the S word. And there's a moment I'm like, I could ruin this man's life right now. Oh like, wow! It was, it was my first like journalist journalistic you. conundrum. I'm like, I can use this quote. Like he didn't say I'm off the record. He didn't. I, we're sitting down for an interview. He knows what he's talking about. And I'm like, I'm. Is it really worth like getting this man fired from his job, his career, for me to like score some points with an 18-year-old school newspaper? Like, no. So I, I didn't use it. I used the actual quotes, but I did sit down for a split second there. I'm like, I'm definitely getting an A in this class if I use this quote. Like, <laughs> like this is gonna make headlines. This is huge. I don't know if I would have been as uh, ethical as you. I, I like Coach Abley. I still do. And I didn't want to like. I didn't want him. He's like, he's like, between you and me, I don't give a bleep if you guys wear hood sweatshirts. And I'm yeah, like, that, that's kind of like saying off the record, though, right? 
Kind of. That, and then another way, I feel like this is Seinfeld when uh, Kramer goes to the bank and gets a low. He's like, hey, he gets a hay, and he's like, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, but he wasn't like, yeah, don't use that. You know, don't, don't, you know, don't. I mean, when don't, you don't say between you and me, that's that's. I think that's another way of saying, you know, off the record. I think I could, you know, code of ethics. I could have gotten around it, but I again, I'm. <laughs> I wasn't trying to get a Russell job. Talking about a article exactly. about hoodies. <laughs> exactly. That that was my whole. I'm like, it was. I very quickly was like, I'm not, I'm not using that. Uh, but that was my first little journalistic conundrum, and I guess I did. I was always a little J journalist at heart. I, now, was, I, think I was never cut out for the big J life. I feel like I've asked this before, but remember again. Did you ever get jugs? I ne- so I never got a jug in high school. Okay, so, I had like 15 detentions in junior high. TJ would brag constantly about never getting a jug at St. X. I got a lot of written punishments. I mean, I, and jug is where you just like stand in the in the corner, right? No, you had like detention. You you oh. would just like you had to go to like a specific room after you, school. Y'all had ISAP, right? Time. I don't even know what that is. In school suspension, where you spend all day like in the detention room instead of going to classes. No, we we it was always jug was the only thing you had, and it was after school. I spent my whole seventh grade year in ISAP. The only thing you ever had ever had desk. was they called it KP was Kitchen Patrol. You had to clean up like the lunchroom after lunch, and that was if you got caught. Like they would just like seek you out to try to get people to do Kitchen Patrol. Like if you were like barely talking during an announcement, they'd be like KP. I'll be honest with you. I that would that would have been more that would have been more intimidating to, to, to young Trevor than just putting him in ISAP. Oh, it sucked. KP was sucked. Because then you were like late to class. They'd give you your ID back like one minute before you'd be at your next class. It didn't help, but when I, I think it was my so, yeah, it was my sophomore year. The ISAP teacher was uh, somebody I knew through Little League, and so I would just he would just basically put my name on the list for me, and I would just go home. There you go. <laughs> anyway, um, kids, don't do this, or you'll end up on the. Oh, never mind. Don't do it. <laughs> we'll get to some text after the break. I do want to know. I'm curious what people. I, I know what the topic still is. I know what the topic du jour is. I just don't know what else we can say about it at this point. But Love if you want us jour. to get into it. Hit us with a question. Uh, 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton sex line. We love Thornton's. Love Alex Cupper. Love Alex Le- Kelly Leonardo. Love the fact that there are 73,712 area Thornton's locations because they know what they're doing. Download the Refreshing Rewards app. It'll save you money inside and also at the pump. And you still need to save money at the pump, even though those gas prices have gone down a little bit. They're still pricey. Thornton's is going to help you out. Download the Refreshing Rewards Go app. Go down even more when you have that app. You're damn right. We'll take some text after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show trying to bounce back hopelessly here on a Wednesday on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Aerosmith Wednesday. I want to cheer myself up. I love Aerosmith. Are you not an Aerosmith fan? No, I'm fine with that. Yeah, don't don't talk bad about Aerosmith now. I just want you to be happy. Mama, Ke- Mama Kelsey can come here. And- oh, I know. I've, I've she, learned. Yeah, she she's made it very clear that uh, she would probably leave me behind to have a chance at Joe Perry. Who is this? Uh, 
I hesitate to even ask this, but <laughs> oh, this is a wrestling question. I know it, it. is. I know it is because my... I can see it. You're looking your eyes. I, I thought better of it immediately, looking, but now I've come too far. Look at your face was just pressing. It's like getting to the edge of the diving board <laughs> as a kid, and being like, "Oh, this is too high." There's a line of kids behind me. I've come too far. Like... There's no going back now. If I break my neck, if I die, I die. I keep seeing this name all over my timeline, Malachi Black. And at first, I thought it was Malachi Flynn, the former basketball player. And I'm like, oh, what's he doing with wrestling? And now I'm realizing this is just, I, I saw a picture of him. It's very what, not what happened, Malachi Flynn. What, what happened to some SoundCloud rapper? Malachi Black <laughs> I mean, is, um, he's, he's gone from AEW. Apparently. Yeah, he, uh, former, uh, form, former Aleister Black in, in uh, WWE, Tommy End to the independent circuit. Uh, big fan of his, too. I was, I don't know if it's, he he was supposedly there. There's been some. There was some issues with AEW and WWE about tampering with with uh, talent, and supposedly his name was one of them that was rumored to be involved in it because mm. Triple H took over. Triple H loved Aleister Black. Uh, Vince didn't, and that's why he was released back when he was and signed with AEW. But I don't know. Yeah, he was. If he's going back to WWE, hopefully they they do him use him right like they did in NXT, which he was awesome in, and so he's, uh, he's he's a great wrestler. He's a, he's a fun guy. Just just not, just more news on the on top of AEW. Just say if Louisville wasn't like disturbing enough to my my week, AEW says. I mean, they're not helping at all. Like they're supposed to be like my release of like to get away from the reality that is my poor sports teams. And here they are, just fighting in the locker room. Like it looks like Louisville basketball last year. I already made that joke. I know you did, and it, but you were right on. You were dead on with it. I mean, the Jays were still on the hunt. They are. They lost last night to the Orioles, but they're still in it. They're right there. But AEW suspended, uh, supposedly, officially, according to Sports Illustrated today, suspended Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, oh. CM Punk's been suspended. Oh. That's, that's, that's your trios champion and your world heavyweight champion, by the way. So not a, not a small deal. Yeah, and then Ace Steel, who is a uh, associate of, of Punk's, has been suspended. Uh, Michael Nakawama, Nak- 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 whatever. I'm not going to work here anymore. Not going to work here. <laughs> This <laughs> is along with Brandon Cutler, and uh, I think it was a total of seven people suspended today. There might be some firings. I mean, there's supposedly there was assault charges maybe being brought up in this stuff from Sunday Jeez. night. Okay, well, juicy. Ace Steel was supposedly at one point pulled and bit Kenny Omega, pulled the hair of and bit him. I don't know what's more enticing <laughs> this whole deal. What's more enticing in terms of like things that I know nothing about, but I'm following from afar. This or like the whole. Harry Styles spitting on Chris Pine, and that everybody in that movie hating each other. Who's like, Harry Styles? Harry Styles who's in One Direction. He's now like, oh, okay. he's the I've new heard, king of pop. I've heard of One Direction. I didn't know any of their names. Okay, yeah, he's the he's the, he's the big one. But now he's acting in a movie for the first time. And Chris Pine, now he's the, an actor, right? He's an actor. Everybody on in this movie hates each other. They've been promoting the movie, but they all like taking shots at each other. It's it's crazy. But like I I don't really know. Like AEW, <laughs> I don't know the ins and the outs, the whole background. But I enjoy following it from afar because Harry Styles apparently spit on Chris Pine. What did I know Chris Pine from? He was in uh, one of the Star Treks, uh, the, I guess a bunch of the Star Treks back in the day. Didn't watch it. I know the name. I feel like, because I keep wanting to think I get, get him. very handsome man. See, because I, I keep thinking, I'm, I don't know if I'm thinking of him or Chris Pratt uh, for the Jurassic Park. A lot of people get them confused. Yeah, because, I mean, they are, and they're, you know, I am with names. Chris Pine was in, I'm trying to, I, I know him from all the Star Treks. He was in Wonder Woman. You get the name of movie I've watched. <laughs> um, he's apparently in, I guess, the new Knives Out movie that's coming out. Okay, I've seen the original. Love Knives Out. I did. I don't know. Can we make a sequel to that? Really? I mean, they're, they're trying. I guess. Yeah, probably. I'm looking at this like probably nothing you've seen. I don't know. Maybe let me see if I know his face at least. Very attractive man. 
Well, he's in Hollywood. I'm assuming he would be, right? I mean, very good looking. Uh, yeah, he does look familiar. Oh, he played. Uh, no, he wasn't the Spock, was he? No. no, he was. He was young Captain Kirk. Oh, okay. I do recognize the face slightly, though. You think that's a Spock face? What are you doing? Who played Spock then? That was. Uh, who played the new Spock? Who cares? What well, wasn't this guy? <laughs> no, look at him. He's not Spock. That's that's a Kirk. <laughs> it's a lead. It's a lead face, not a Spock face. Oh, he was in Hell or High Water. There you go. He, oh, he was the main guy in that. The brother. Okay. That's where I know his face. He's also going to be in the, the Princess Bride, too. Or was in the Princess Bride, too. Prin- Princess Diaries, too. Okay, thank you. Yeah, not Princess Bride, too. I know you were you a got me, for You got me almost made me really, really pissed off. I'm not it was like lie. you just watched the Syracuse game again. I mean, it's, I'm watching. <laughs> Let's take some text. Like, have Let's you seen Hell or High Water, by the way? No. You should watch it. It's a really good movie. Okay. It's the first one I've done this week. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We'll take some text here. Uh, first one I see is a Kersey text. Roush said Louisville has no guards. He clearly didn't hear about the signing of elite three-star point guard Fabio Basile. Not even joking. That's a real person. <laughs> Can you guys leave us alone for a week? Just, just leave us alone. I mean, focus. You've got Florida this week. I will. You've give, got your biggest game of the season. Focus on that. Yeah. Well, don't. 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 Worry about not selling as many tickets as Utah did to a Florida home. Oh, they. They don't like that. We'd rather go to Oxford. <laughs> Now I, I will give in defense. I've been to, I've been to, uh, like Provo. I'm I'm so surprised there's sending more people to go to to Florida for a week. <laughs> what does Provo have to do with that? Isn't that where Utah State is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd want to get out of Provo for a week too. Well, but okay, yeah. <laughs> Provo is where BYU is. Oh yeah, where's Utah State again? Utah, the school is. Couldn't tell you, but Utah State is in. Oh, yeah, they played Utah, not Utah State. Yeah, they played Utah because Utah went down there. I think I was the only one who picked that game right in our pick segment. Oh, you I picked, picked Florida in the yeah, upset. Yeah, you did. I picked Utah. No, I didn't. I haven't added it up. I know that I also got San X over you and Keith over Mail. Yeah. Uh, Utah is in. Oh, Salt Lake City. Oh, Salt Lake City is so, nice. Yeah. Not this time of year, maybe. But the, the, I will give TJ and Nick a little bit of credit for leaving us alone right now because they could. Do the thing that they did with softball, if, if they're even aware of this, because UK men's soccer beat Louisville last night three <laughs> oh, to two. I know, I saw the tweets. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was like, can we? I was like, can we have one thing? Can we just, like, you know, <laughs> one day off? We're in a low place. We had a nice week. Volleyball's losing now. Field hockey's undefeated in the top five, though. We got that going, which is good. Volleyball's still top five. They just lost a match for the first time. Um, and it does then, feel like we're just getting dirt constantly thrown on top of us, doesn't it? It does. It does. We need we need something good, which is why they had to clarify that this Angels Envy Bourbon Bar was the only <laughs> announcement being made so that nobody could get their hopes up for anything too great. <laughs> Text us, so how does Ruben Owens change that 502 into some other area code? We've already we've, we've been down this road before. He can't do it. Nope. He, there's no, the only area code that he could, 582, make that 0 into an 8, is Vermont. He ain't going to, he's not playing for the Catamounts. <laughs> Don't underestimate the Catamounts. We also found out that the entire state of Vermont has one area code. Yeah, it is Vermont. We looked it up because the other ones were like, ooh, College Station, what's that? Ooh, this is this. Yeah. Like, 582, what's that? Oh, it's just Vermont. Them in Rhode Island have to be like one of the only two states to do that, right? Delaware probably, too. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. I mean, even New York's got like three in just the city alone. Are you getting... I, I know it's been one game. Am I getting like, more confident about UCF or something? Are you getting concerned about the potential of this recruiting class falling apart even if there's not a coaching switch, even just for saying, man, this place kind of sucks. Look, look at some of these crowds. Look at the fact <laughs> that they're not competing. Like I, 
I, I do get concerned. Like, does Ruben Owens, is he going to watch Texas play Alabama this weekend? Uh, which well, may not go well for Texas. Maybe that's a bad example. But is he going to watch all these A&M games where they're playing SEC competition? The you know the 12th man's up there. The, the stadium's going crazy. It's going nuts. And then flip on a Louisville game where we're playing Virginia in front of, you know, 14,000 fans in Charlottesville but still somehow losing. Like, I, I'm just willing to admit it on the air. I'm concerned already. The lopsided nature of that first game has me worried. Um, I mean, I'm no more concerned than I was before the game. To be honest with you, really. I mean, it, I mean, there was always concern that the. I mean, of course, there was concern. I mean, not just you know listening to the heckling of UK fans telling me how none of them will be here, but there's always going to be concern that you know everyone you you get this far ahead of time is going to actually show up, especially when. Let's be honest, man. You are is somebody kids from not just even near the area that are top recruits that you're. I mean, there there was concern regardless before the Syracuse game. So it's 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 in a similar boat. Now I am still concerned, and I was before the season that you know you guys like you know making statements that says you know if the coach isn't here we're not going to come kind of things. I I was never a fan of that publicly being made, but you know it is what it is. Tears is five one two area code is awesome. Yeah, we know that you can't change a zero to a one. It's impossible. Yeah, we're safe I, there. Yeah, we feel good. We look bad. By the way, it's eight oh two is the area code that's Vermont. That's the state. Because you can just you make, can change, your five you can change that eight. five to an eight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other one that you could do would, would be five eight two, and that's it's still not a it's like two different things, but it's not a, a place that we're worried about. It's northwest and central portions of Pennsylvania. Well, does that not include Penn State? Not where College Station is. Okay. What about and obviously Penn State or Pittsburgh's more southern? Yeah, Pennsylvania. we're good. Yeah. We're, we're good up there. Temple. It's a whole no. It's a whole bunch of nothing. <laughs> Nothing up there. <laughs> You're not playing football up there. What about like a can, can the tooch can the tooch be changed to anything? Like you can change the tune to an eight. Was there a five oh eight? We've done this before. We've yeah, done this but, whole episode. But let's either talk about this or talk more about the Syracuse game. Well, we gotta talk more about the Syracuse game. No, no. Five oh eight is southeastern Massachusetts. We're good. <laughs> He's not playing in Massachusetts. Don't 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 challenge Lowell. He's not. <laughs> Terry says, why is the line moving in Louisville's favor? Is it? Like the betting line for this weekend. I know originally it moved towards UCF. I would guess the line UCF was probably, what, a six-point favorite going in? I think it opened at minus five, and they quickly okay. got bet up to, like, seven and a half was where I saw last. I mean, that's about, I mean, five, six is where I would have, but I would guess it going off. But I've, I'm doing the bass game tonight, I take so it back. I'll be making my weekend bets here later on this evening. It opened at uh, UCF minus three and a half. And it's wow, quick, really? it quickly moved to five and a half. I'm still seeing it at five and a half. So I haven't seen the line move back towards us. Well, I'll tell you now, if it's moved, if it's moved, if it's moving, it's because that line started way too low. Yeah, three and a half. Three and a half is way too low. Small. Yeah, that I would have. I was going to guess three and a half if we had taken care of Syracuse. Mm, like if we'd yes. won, but like won by like a touchdown or, or less. Because Central Florida looked dominant. And I know, granted, it was Definitely against. Yeah, but still, I mean, you got to do. I mean, you're supposed to beat the team you're supposed to. And is there is there any is there any confidence in your in your soul that you would that we would have done the same to them? No. Okay, so I mean, the other stat that I'll give, and I, I gave this out on the podcast already, but I'll give it again. I thought was interesting and also not exactly encouraging for Friday night. Um, since 2000, there have been 14 teams that have been a road favorite in week one, lost that game, and then had to go back on the road for week two. What a weird stat. Those 14 teams are 1-12-1 and one against the spread in that second game. <laughs> not exactly great. Well, there's a one, so you're telling me there's a chance. There's a chance. Or we... <laughs> I don't care if we cover five, if we push at five points. I'd like to win this game. But we could win the game, but not. But Central Florida not cover. 
Well, yeah. If we win the game, they're not going to. If we win the game, we've covered. Oh, under, they cover. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. okay yeah. yeah. There you go. I was thinking they were covering, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Texas says the quote from <laughs> the quote from Christmas Vacation that you should have used because I used the Christmas Carol was bleepers full. <laughs> Great Te- line. Bob. Texas says you made it weird, Seth. Yeah. Text that I canceled my season tickets that I've had since I graduated in 09. No, I hated that. doing it, but Sat just justified it. Well, you can't. I mean, can you cancel your tickets after you've already paid for them? Like you had to pay for them to get them for the season. I don't know. I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're being truthful there, Texter. Also, I'm not a big fan of the. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna let go of your season tickets, financial reasons, family, whatever, that's fine. But don't do it just because you're just mad because the team's not winning as much. I, I, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not really either. Like if you're a season if you're a season ticket holder you you are a true blue fan that I mean maybe lack of better term to use for Louisville but you're a true red fan and you're going to support the team whether it's even if you are going there just to to be angry and and possibly even boo if you like but don't don't just turn drop oh we we lost this game I'm mad because we we got still got Crags or we got Satterfield no don't do that if you're going to drop your tickets it has to be because like like you did with you know yeah you job situation you had two kids yada yada. That's the reason that I get season tickets. Terrence says, who's better, us or UConn? Oh, we're better than UConn. Are we? Yeah. Did UConn? <laughs> I feel confident in saying that we're better well, than UConn. Well, Syracuse plays UConn this week, don't they? Yeah. Oh, God. I'm pretty sure it's today. Well, now I'm terrified. <laughs> if UConn beats Syracuse, I, t- I tell you what. If we lose... That's ha- why they're asking. I'm pretty sure it's who they play. If we lose handily yeah. to UCF and UConn beats Syracuse, I take it back. Season ticket holder guy, you're justified in canceling your tickets. That's fine. At that point, you're good. Okay, Utah is. I mean, here comes you coming back to Utah. Connecticut is one and one. I had no idea Jim Moore was the coach. Yes, I didn't realize they hired him. Uh, they they hung. They kind of hung with Utah State at Utah State in week one. Well, didn't Utah State also just lose by seventy to Bama after that? That's Bama though. Still, that's Bama. Come on, you can't. What judge. was the final of that game? Fifty-five to nothing. Okay, that's Bama. But saying they hung close to the team that's... You know. Well, they, they lost 31-20. Okay. Then they just beat Central Connecticut State. 28-3. <laughs> you got to crawl before you can walk. Go Blue Devils. Oh, is that Central Connecticut State? Yeah, league? they're a uh, NEC basketball team. They, they don't get... They don't get they're not a D1 school, so they don't have a click. You can't click on them on reference page. Uh, their page. They're definitely the Blue Devils. <laughs> okay. They play in the... They're D1 in basketball. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, They, they, they had the, the big... Se- didn't they have the seven foot five guy one year? Oh, I have no idea. They, they does like, not sound right. That, I'm most positive they had a seven foot five, seven six, seven seven guy, kind of like the Asheville kid. I remember hearing Kenny George. Was it? Yeah, Kenny George was the kid who played at UNC. Oh, that was the UNC. Okay, yeah. They but they had a guy. Yeah, similar in that matter. I'm almost positive at one point. Texas says, as Mister Mister once said, "Take these broken <laughs> wings, learn to fly, <laughs> learn to live so free." Have you ever actually listened to the lyrics to that song? It's really creepy. I'm sure it is. It's like, take the blood of a, of a man and make you whole or something. Originally written by Gangrel. <laughs> Texas says, I don't want to drink from Dan's tears on that UCF prediction on the pod. I want to believe, though. Yeah, Danny ended up, after we ranted and raved yesterday with just curse words, uh, we did the same, <laughs> same show as yesterday, but just more F-bombs on the podcast today. At the end of the show, Danny's like, I think they're going to beat UCF. I was like, well, what? Where did that come from? He's like, he's like, it's just, it's a set special. Like he gets, he gets everybody against him. And right when you're like ready to throw stuff, he does something like this, like go on the road and beat UCF. And I was like, I wish I could get myself to that place. If we were close in losing to Syracuse, then maybe I'd have more reason to believe, but I'm just, I'm not there right now. Didn't he also like 
go on a limb and say something about the the Reds being better this year or something? Well, that's every year. Danny, he does this thing every year where when the season ends, which is always horrible, like we're all in the same boat. We're like making fun, like, man, this looks bad. These moves are going to be terrible. And then like as the summer goes on, we're like, it would be so excited. It would be so fun to be excited about the Reds. Like, this sucks. And then it gets to like June and Danny's like, you know, (laughs) not June, like March, before right before spring training. He's like, you know, I'm looking at some of these young guys. And I'm thinking we got a shot. And then like April rolls around. He's like, he's like, I think we'll be in the hunt till August. I think we'll be. He made that. He said that on the radio show when you were gone one day and he co-hosted. He said Reds will be in the hunt until August. They were not. <laughs> no. <laughs> the two and twenty-three star put a very quick end to that. They've been better since. It couldn't have been worse. Get much worse. Uh, I know we were, we were talking about Christmas vacation, but when you mentioned the just cussing on the podcast. I guess if there's ever a scene in television or movie that to describe the Syracuse game, it would be the wire scene. When bunk and, they just use the F word. Yeah, and they just, they're looking for the bullet shelling, uh, bullet shell. That would be <laughs> my reaction re- if I rewatched that game, which I have not, and I do not plan on doing it. I did rewatch it. God, I mean, God bless the people. Well, in my defense, you are a true professional. Well, I had to. Well, again, I had to watch the first half and most of the third quarter on my computer screen doing the bats game. I, I still wouldn't have done it. And it was on mute. And I, and I give you every credit. time they go to break, I'd have to minimize it, and it would kept it kept freezing. It was a little annoying, but. So, and by the time I left, you know, we were down, what, 24 to 7, you know. I mean, yeah. So, I, I did, on Monday, I did go rewatch the first half. God bless you. I, I, I don't have it in me. I had a lot of drugs. Texas says, <laughs> they, I don't they, have those in me either. They, they helped. <laughs> that, that, that helped a lot. I'm not going to lie. Texas says, I wish you would fire Satterfield tomorrow. Well, not going to happen. Texas, looking back to the Syracuse game, I try to confirm with numbers what I feel. Syracuse averaged four yards after contact per rush. We really did turn Garrett Schrader into Spike from the Little Rascals. Well, that's Little Giants. But I got what you're saying. Spike, Spike Little Giants? Spike's from Little Giants. I forget. I haven't seen Little Giants so long. I need to rewatch it. Becky, the Icebox later. Yeah, and then you had the, what was the secret play? The Annexation of Puerto Rico? Yeah. Come on. I remember I remember the movie, Rick Spike Moranis. was a beast. It's, Devin saw little, little, little John's one of those kind of forgotten, underrated sports movies. I've forgotten about it. I love it. Is it the kids' version of Sandlot? You mean the football version? Football version. That's what I meant. Yeah, eh, kind of. But Sandlot's better. Well, obviously, yeah. Yeah. There's, There's not a basketball Sandlot, is there? There's just can we s- no? Like Mike. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> what was the, is that the one where he throws the shoes or whatever? He finds the magical yeah. shoes. Okay. I never saw it, but I never did. I just know it. Yeah. Airbud. <laughs> Texas, can we start discussing the intro outro music for the day? Satisfied and Jeff is hired. <laughs> the music with the day we fire Satterfield. Yeah, I guess. Oh man, that'll be an interesting day. Texas, you all sound defeated. As an avid member of Big Blue Nation, I genuinely feel bad for you. Don't do that. No, you don't. Don't do that. No. I know we were never down this bad, but I doubt it can get much worse. Chin up. Oh, you uh, you all have absolutely been down that bad before. The difference is you never had been up before that. I mean, UK had like what? Like they strung. They had years where they won like. Two, three, four games in four or five consecutive seasons. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, I mean they had the. I mean their highlights. Their highlights were winning seven or eight games with Mummy or exactly or or, or uh, Brooks. The difference is they'd never been teased by you know winning ten or eleven games in a season like we have in the or last ha- actually having a national championship attempt. Yeah, within our you know, within reach. our grasp. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, from two thousand three to two thousand five. Four wins, two wins, three wins. Like, you know, it's – you've been down before. You've, you've been down worse. 2000, 2001, back-to-back two-win seasons. Come on. Come on, guys. And don't 
I'd almost rather the UK fans just just crap on us than do the whole like it's so bad now I can't even I mean, make jokes. Just, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> don't don't don't. don't well, do that. first of all, the one if you're doing that, that's subtle joking. I mean that that you're jo- you're still you you're, know what you're doing. You're doing yeah that that's still ins- that's as bad as that's like the backhanded compliment. You're gaslighting. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't give me the oh I'm just feeling bad for you. I'm not gonna, no that you by doing that you're basically throwing another joke on me. And I and don't get me wrong, by the end of the year, trust me, we'll hear plenty of them. Yeah. What if we went 0 and 11 but beat beat UK? <laughs> just like the year the, the first year. Yeah. Um. On a serious note, I, I meant to mention this yesterday. I didn't because obviously we were fully distracted by what was going on with Syracuse, but RIP to Guy Morris, who was a UK's a head football coach for a couple of years. Guy Morris passed? Passed away a couple of days ago. He had been, that. he'd had Alzheimer's disease since 2017. And I know, I think it was Oscar Combs posted a picture of him. He went to UK practice, um, I think this summer. And you could tell he wasn't looking, he didn't look like himself at all. Oh, um, and he had, he had slowly deteriorated and he passed away a couple of days ago. He's, I mean, he, I guess for UK fans, best known as the guy, he led them to that upset of Dave Ragone in 02 to start the season when we were highest preseason ranking in program history at number 17. I think UofL fans remember him as getting the ice bath dumped oh, on him yeah, for the, the Music City Miracle. And then bouncing for yeah. Baylor, yeah. And then, and then yeah, leaving for Baylor. Which was his alma mater. Yeah, but, I mean, Guy Morris, we, we talked about those two not, uh, two and nine seasons in back-to-back years. He was the second one of those, and a year later won seven games. Like yeah. a hell of a second season there at UK. He had that was our, the Archie's Pinners team and stuff, I believe. Was that right? Yeah, I believe so. But uh, but very sad news. Certainly, we, we hate to hear that, and, and thoughts and prayers out to everybody who's mourning his loss. Sad. Yeah, very sad. Uh, we'll take a break. We have one hour left of the show. We'll come back here. We'll do more text five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll also t- uh, tackle a couple of these basketball recruiting nuggets that are out there, and we'll try to avoid this football talk as much as possible. Uh, it's the Mike Rutherford Show. Hour number two on the way next here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. Again, hour number two of the Mike Rutherford Show. We're out of here at 5 o'clock today. We'll hand the baton over to Jody Demling and the Cardinal Insider. That'll be on from 5 to 6. And then Louisville Bats baseball coverage starting at 6.05. First pitch starting at 6.35. Bats are taking on Trevor, do you know? Is it the St. Paul Saints? It's a home. They won last night at 6 to 5. That's what I can tell you. No, it's not St. Paul. Who is that they're playing? They always put only the logo on the on the page and i can't know all the logo chattanooga chattanooga what lookouts <laughs> no they're playing columbus the columbus i had the, to see right they're playing the columbus clippers okay i i, I was going to Is say chattanooga that, the lookouts i have no idea i think they're d i think they're the true i think they're they're uh double a though well that makes it doubly worse that you just thought they were the 
the team that we were playing. But I might have. The, I might they be, are the Chattanooga look. Ah, look at that! I get credit for that. They right? are double A. They are double A. Okay. They're the Reds double A affiliate. So oh, we'll not be playing the Bats anytime <laughs> soon. How did you not know that? <laughs> I thought there was still the Dayton Dragons. That's that's your team. That's the, that's the team right below the one we're talking about. Well, what, what's, what are the Dayton Dragons? Are they single They're A? They're single A. Because the Legends used to be the single A. Dayton Dragons are high A affiliate. Yeah, they're yeah. the Reds. Because Dayton's where usually like the big prospects end up playing before they go to Tool. We sold. We had Dayton Dragons t-shirts and hats at Cardboard Heroes in the Mall St. Matthews. It's a good logo. Because we're the, as I, the, our Cardboard Heroes home store was in Dayton. And of, I think there was eight locations and we were the only one not in Ohio. So we always were getting Ohio State and Dayton stuff and, and stuff like that. Well done. My buddy uh, Jim, uh, Joe Young still lives up in Dayton, still runs the store up there now. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Um, how about this? A little bit of basketball recruiting. We'll get back to the text line in a second. But let's try to just distract our minds from everything going on with football. We got a guard? No. Uh, I've got <laughs> – thank you for that. Three recruiting nuggets to get to here. One – Everybody's, I think, wondering at this point who's the next player from the 2023 class who's going to commit, right? We've got Caleb Glenn. We've had Caleb Glenn for a long time. We've been talking so much about DJ Wagner, AJ Johnson, uh, Aaron, not Isaiah Bradshaw, all those guys. Is the name? We now know, we have confirmation. We heard this before, but we now have official confirmation from uh, 24 7 Sports. Curtis Williams, who's a forward prospect, he's the number 69 overall player in the class, according to 24 7 Sports. He is going to officially announce his college decision September 19th. So that's 12 days from now, um, two weeks from this past Monday. 4 30, we'll be on the air when this happens. He is down to, he like, he's one of these kids, he names different schools every time he's like, puts his list of finalists out there. But he is down to, Alabama, Xavier, Louisville, Providence, and Florida State. And I'm not guaranteeing anything. I feel good about this one. If I if I were making a wager, I would say that Curtis Williams is the next player in the 2023 class who winds up committing to Louisville. I feel good about that. Can you say those schools one more time again? Alabama, Xavier, Louisville, Providence, and Florida State. Yeah, I think we should be good. I feel pretty good about it. Um, other piece of news. Trenton Flowers, who's one of the best, better players in the class of 2024 number six overall according to 24 7 sports he's number eight in the 247 sports uh composite don't know why i said it different ways in back-to-back readings but deal with it you confused me yeah he is a six eight small forward handles like a guard out of charlotte he just picked up an offer from louisville now the buzz on trenton flowers for a while has been going to be tough to beat duke for him we'll see though it's Louisville's at least in the mix. He got a North Carolina offer just a couple of days ago. I think he is, for whatever reason, has been considered a long time as a guy who wants to go to Duke, waiting for that Duke offer, uh, grew up a Duke fan, whatever you want to say. We'll see what happens there. But it's nice. Louisville's at least in the mix there with one of the top players in the class of 2024. The last note, um, Isaiah Miranda, seven foot one kid. I put a video of him on um, the News and Notes page yesterday. I think it was uh, up there. Not a seven foot one guy who moves like a seven foot one guy. There's a dunk of him where he goes like between his legs and dunks with ease. He is visiting Louisville this weekend. He's down to eight schools right now. He UCLA, USC, Oregon, Louisville, Georgetown, Texas, Yukon, and Rhode Island. Um, interesting mix. Interesting mix. He doesn't prefer a coast. He's a, he's, a, he's all coast consideration guys. Yeah. You had me. I was like, Oh, he's a West coast. Good. No, no, he's academic. No, no, he's not. He, he's all well, over the he, map. he is a West Coast guy. He's a Southern California kid. Which okay. look, we have success there. 
but he is, you know, he's, he's, he's not coast specific. He's got UConn in there. He's got Georgetown there. Basically schools that are synonymous with having elite big men like UConn, Georgetown, you think big men in the eighties. Well, even more recently, I mean, Roy Hibbert, Emeka yeah, Okafor. That's true, yeah. I mean, you've you've had plenty of big guys go Okafor through those schools. No, twenty years ago, but yeah, still, uh, I think you still think of you know, Big East, big banging basketball. Like that's that's what I think of when I think of those schools. Um, school. That be and that. with Louisville, you've got Kenny Payne, who's the you know, of course, the big man whisperer. So you've got that going on, of course. Um, and, and then Texas. You know, recently, they've had their their decent run of big men in recent years. Now that day, especially when it does. Yeah. Um, he also has set a visit for Kentucky. Kentucky has not offered him yet, but we are going to get a visit from him before anybody else. He's going to visit us this weekend. I think Friday is when he'll be in town. He's going to go straight from here to um, – I, I take it back. He's going to go to uh, – he's been to uh, already Georgetown and USC. He's got no set visits after this one for Louisville. So that's good news. But seven foot one guys who move like that, watch the video. You take a chance on a guy like that. That would give me scared. USC has success with Mobley's recently with that. They do. They, he he kind of fits that. He looks kind of like a Mobley. He looks like the third Mobley brother. Okay. But stuff's happening. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll see. He's incompetent there a little bit. I feel good about Curtis Williams, the other two. It's nice to be in the mix. It's nice to be mentioned. We'll Every time you see Curtis Williams, I don't know why, and I'm the only person in America who's named I suddenly just picture Curtis Armstrong. From UConn? No, Curtis Armstrong was the guy that played Booger. Uh, the 80s movies, Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> there you go. Something tells me they're not anything alike. Didn't expect that. I don't know. I don't know why. Just, every time you say it, I think of that dude. Uh, they have updated, as we go back to <laughs> not great news, they have updated the odds. This is, I say they, meaning uh, bookies.com, have updated their odds for the first college football coach to get fired this year. Now, Scott Frost actually had, he was the only person who had Minus odds coming into this. He was minus 100 when the season started. Yes, he was. He now, his implied probability is 52.38% that he's going to be the first coach fired. Because well, he beat North Dakota State barely? No, no, no. This, that, that's not a good thing. They, oh, okay. they still think he's going to get fired. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I think it's more of a miracle he hasn't been fired, but yeah. He's the runaway favorite at minus 110. The second choice is an ACC coach. Would you care to venture a guess as to who it is? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Satterfield, I feel like this is low-hanging fruit again, but I'm still going to go Georgia Tech and the, the G with the Jeff guy. Jeff Collins is yeah. plus 500. He's a 16.67% he was chance. He was going into the season as the leading guy. I think going into the year, it was him. Like, it's Frost and then him. Yeah, but but ACC alone, it was like him, him, Dino, and then Sat was third, right, or thing? Norvell was ahead of them. No, you're right. You're right, he was, yeah. Number, th- uh, number three on this list, Herm Edwards is plus 700 to be the first coach fired. <laughs> David, Raise your hand if you remember Herm Edwards is still at Arizona State. I did. <laughs> I mean, barely. <laughs> David Shaw from Stanford kind of surprises me, but he's plus 800. He's the fourth choice. And then at number five, that is Scott Satterfield right there just behind David Shaw, also at plus 800. 11.11% is what they give him as the chance of being the first coach fired this season in college football. So he's moving up the charts is what you're telling me. You know he's just behind Scott Satterfield, though. <laughs> Who's that? I'm, I'm almost afraid to ask. Can you give me the conference? It's Jetfish. Is it Jetfish? <laughs> Dino Babers is also right there behind him still, uh, which is embarrassing for apparently, us. Well, apparently when you beat the fourth best closest guy to getting fired, doesn't raise your, your odds of keeping a job. Now, Jetfish, <laughs> I saw the highlights. Arizona won. Highlight is a loose term. No, well, I'm going to get there. Arizona won their first game, I think, handily. I, I'm trying to find the score. I thought they, did they win? Okay. 
They won. They beat San Diego State. Impressive win, 38-20. All right, yes, like people were like, oh, that's one of the most surprising results of the, the opening weekend. But I did see in classic Jed Fish fa- fashion, his punter kicked the ball directly into one of his blockers. <laughs> right to the butt. Right to the butt, and it went like 20 yards back the other direction. Yeah, they got a safety out of it. It was great. I was like, this, I mean, I was like, this is Jed Fish football. <laughs> this is why we love this man. This is why we're all about it. And they still won the game. And they still won handily over a relatively respected opponent. I mean, that's something you see in a movie, right? Yeah. It's you get punting the ball into the, into the up Jed Fish's butt. life is a movie, as the kids say. <laughs> we love Jed. I mean, that, that might that might uh, make Trump the uh, the butt fumble. Yeah, I'm, nothing nothing trumps the butt fumble. Uh, butt fumble was good, but I don't know. Kicking, the ball, kicking a punt right into your up man's rear end is pretty good, too. Do you see that Joe Flacco is going to start for the Jets week one? Uh, I did. I figured. I assumed that because Wilson's probably gonna be out for at least a month. Wherever you go, there you are, and the New York Jets are always there. He was, always disappointed. He, this time last year, he was an Eagle. God, that's right. Which they traded him to the Jets uh, in like I think week two or three last year. Man, now the Eagles have uh, Garner Minshew as their backup. Are we gonna do? Are we gonna do uh, like uh, predictions for the NFL season today or tomorrow? We can. We had to do it today. We had to be today tomorrow because the birth game's tomorrow night. We can do it tomorrow. Are you excited? Not really. Why not? Bills and Rams? It's going to be a good game. I'm not. You, you should know this after you. I'm not as nearly as into the NFL as you are. Is it because you're a Lions fan? I cheer for the Lions. I, I follow my fantasy <laughs> like teams, if, but I like don't. I, I've got to give something on the weekends. I love watching college football on Saturdays. Like Sundays, I, I feel like I, I rarely just sit down and watch much NFL. Football. Oh, I'd spend all day. I mean, I'll, I'll sit. I, I, I've spent more time with probably uh, the Hanson dude on, on Red Zone than I have like recent relationships with women. Well, there's no probably about that. I mean, I spent eight hours. I spent eight to nine hours every Sunday with them, seventeen weeks a year. I mean, yeah, because I put that on. I put that with, uh, and then I watch the. You know, I'll, I'll stream games on my laptop sometimes. I'm, I can't wait. I love the NFL. So, oh man, NFL's so great. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. Uh, Texas, let's hear Trevor's robbery story from last week that you didn't tell. You've told it before. We just couldn't get into it. But if you want to tell it again, it was about how heavy a sleeper you are. That anecdote yeah, that you always tell. I'm, I'm a very heavy sleeper. So for those who don't know, when I was uh, my mom's like best friend lived up in Indianapolis, and uh, they used to love go bar hopping together. So on weekends, excuse me, weekends we'd she'd take me up to Indianapolis, and they you know she'd. A different time, different era. You know, I was like seven, eight, nine years old, and she'd just leave me at the house, and they'd go out bar hopping and yada yada. Well, her friend lived in like what would be considered not the best part of town, and I guess you know I hated these trips because she didn't have cable. She had like the, the the place was like just like run down. It felt like to, in memory, and the only thing I had was a VCR and a cassette of Throw Mama from the Train. <laughs> Which I had to watch that like over and over. I hate that freaking movie, by the way. I will, never, I will never watch that movie ever again to save my life. I mean, I don't, I'll eat a salad before I watch that damn movie. <laughs> so much I hate that damn movie. So <laughs> it's not even a bad movie. I just hate it because of those reasons. So, I, but one, one, one trip, I, uh, I fell asleep on the couch, probably watching Throw Mama from the Train. And uh, I woke up to my mom yelling and screaming, her friend Missy yelling and screaming. Missy had kids that I would sometimes hang out with, but they were with their dad that weekend. And apparently someone had broken into the house when I was there while, while they were gone and stole like the TV, the VCR. I think they left the freaking movie. Uh, took like the end table, took like everything out of the kitchen, like the microwave and basically took almost everything you can think of except for me and the couch I was laying on. That's you and the couch. I think they even took the pillow I was sleeping my head on. And you never woke up. Never once woke up. It's, I think I think I don't know if I told this part. It, it, it turned out to be somebody that Missy knew. It was like an ex. You did say it was like an ex boyfriend. Yeah, it was like her ex boyfriend. Yeah. They found out. So, I mean, that's probably why I was safe. Maybe I don't know. But 
Safe being used very liberally in this case. It's, it's a horrifying story. You, you think that would be the last time we ever went up there, and it wasn't. I was still, we still did trips up there as well. Oh. But that's, that's, that's yeah, that's, I slept through it half being completely robbed. Except, everything except for me and the couch. Yeah. I can still sleep through a lot. You're not a heavy sleeper, though, are you? I think we've discussed this. I'm a very light sleeper. Yeah, I, I could not. I got this so... I mean, I can have night, bad sleep nights, but I'm... I got this, like, Mary got me this, this Fitbit for my birthday because I'm trying to track, you know, the, my pulse ox and the, oh, yeah, the heart see, rate I see you watching stuff. it during the show all the time. Yeah, but you're supposed to, yeah, you're trying to keep track of all this stuff, but it's supposed to track your sleep. And it never it never reads that I go to sleep until, like, 4 a.m. I guess because I'm so <laughs> restless for the first four. So every morning I wake up and I look at my sleep stats. Like, you slept for two hours and 29 minutes. This thing's like, thinks that, like, how are you alive? Every day it's, like, no more than three hours of sleep. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not a great sleeper. I mean, you need, I've, I've, I've learned, I've, I've, I found become a better sleeper since I switched to my sleep apnea mask. You should do that. Cause then your dad probably does one. My dad does. He's had sleep apnea for a long time. You, I probably do. You snore? Yes. If you snore, I you think. probably require it. Most, most people that snore, especially loudly are ones that really need sleep apnea mask. I probably do. Like that was, I, cause I was told I was a very loud snorer before. And I know it runs in my family anyway. My grandmother was the last one. That's why I kind of, it's kind of nice recently. I've been, I know I told you I've got a fourth dog at the house now. Oh. And it's the Cocker Spaniel. I've had him before, okay. Waylon. And Waylon just is a, I mean, snores as loud as any human being you ever meet. <laughs> and I, I don't know, they, they, it kind of reminds me of having flashbacks of growing up with my grandma in the house. Here, here Waylon just, I woke up and Waylon's, I'm like, Grandma? I'm like, I like, right back where I was. Like a moment of like this lapse. I thought I was 25 years ago. <laughs> Takes the surprising, more surprising than our game against Syracuse is the recent frequency of the Card Chronicle podcast. Just busting your chops. Appreciate what y'all do. Thank you. Yeah, you put out two now recently, haven't I you? Like we do one every game week. That's you know, at least one every game week. When we am I going to be a guest on there? You can come on whenever you want. People just want to get on the podcast. A bunch of people, like five people today, were like, whenever you need a guest, I'm like, it's not we're, enough. I do. Two we're very or three hours low tech. Like you, I don't know if we can do more than one person on Skype. I don't know how that works. Um, <laughs> oh, we got to be on Skype. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have that kind of technology. Section says <laughs> I graduated from Trinity in 2000. Um, he's got not nice things to say about Mr. Porter. Oh wow, he thinks you should have taken out the uh, the quote, right? He jugged me for being. No, that was a different one. Oh. He jugged me for being involved in a fight that I didn't fight back in because the kid was tiny and I didn't want to hurt him, so I kept pushing him away instead of hitting him, and I still got in trouble for it. That's tell as old as time in high school, right? Like the easiest, the safest thing for any teacher or administrator to do if there's like any sort of dust up is just to blame both kids when oh yeah, almost every single time one kid is more to blame than the other. Oh yeah. Usually I was the one more to blame too. That was the worst thing about growing up too. Like with with siblings or like kids in school was like when they're like, you know, somebody's like poking you, poking you, you're trying to hold off. You're like, stop, we're gonna get in trouble. And then finally you're like, stop. Like you shove them. And they're like, both of you stop. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm like, oh my God, driving me crazy. Even though I did, I did. Uh, even in the fights I lost, I would, I would still get in trouble as much as the ones I'd win. Well, yeah, I mean they don't like reward the winner or the loser. You should. <laughs> if you win, shouldn't you be rewarded? She's the you person. Like, like in your hand, right? We got a winner. I Here really- he is. He got you know, announcement on the news the next day. Uh, news from the the playground. <laughs> Trevor beat that crap out of Jeffrey. <laughs> I was going to stop hitting him, but I really didn't want to get detention. So if you see Jeffrey in the halls, remind him he is a loser. <laughs> Extra recess. <laughs> if, if, if you'd like to get your piece of Jeffrey yourself, come by the tetherball during recess and hit him in the head with it. Did you ever? T- I never had tetherball. I never played tetherball, by the way, in school. I wasn't big on tetherball. We didn't have one. At, we didn't have one at my playground. 
Texture says, do you think if we win out, we can still make the playoffs or at least a New Year's Six Bowl? Dude, Texture, I hope you're not driving because you're drunk. Well, if we won out, unless Syracuse also won out. The Syracuse and us both went out. We played we, the ACC title. We wouldn't get to, oh, we, no. We would. We'd lose. Yeah. We still would lose the Atlantic Division because yeah. Syracuse would be undefeated. Um, if we <laughs> won out, I assume Syracuse is going to lose more than one conference game. Again, assuming. If we won out, we probably would win the the ACC and win the ACC title game. We. I mean, there's a chance we wouldn't be in the playoff even with that. Would there be anything? But we definitely would be the New Year's Six. Would be, be anything more game. miserable if we both won out now from this point on? And we didn't get to play in the ACC title game because we lost a humiliating game to Syracuse in week one. It'd be so fitting. I mean, it's so I mean, on one hand, it's so great to be 10-1 and one or whatever it is. Syracuse has only losses to UConn and <laughs> Purdue, but they go undefeated in the ACC. Yes, they lose, we don't get to play in the conference. They get blown out by Purdue. That's yes. <laughs> and they, that, that is exactly what happens. And we went out. <laughs> uh, Texas, the best case scenario for this year's UFL team would be what UK's football team did in 2016, where they lost Southern Miss at home and finished the season 2015, 7-5. Uh, that, I mean, if I vaguely remember that season. Well, that was the year they beat us when Lamar. Be more specific. I don't know if you remember, he fumbled. Uh, um, oh, yeah. We would need, my point is, we would need to have that type of signature win. If it's going to, if you're going to bounce back from an embarrassing week one loss, to have a season that is overwhelmingly celebrated and gives your coach even more job security than you thought, we would need like a win over Clemson or honestly a win over UK. Would do the, probably the same trick. It would do the same for us this year as it did for them back in in 2016. I think. Which Assuming one? they have the type of season that that they think they're going to. Which one would you take if you could pick one? Clemson or UK? Yeah. UK. So, but see, We've had this argument before. I know, but this is such a. Here's the dilemma, though. And, and usually, can, I would say Clemson, but right now, in this moment in time, like in the broader, I would say in, in the bigger scene, though, Clemson is, means much, much more. It does, but right now, we're not a player. Kentucky, on the, we're not a player on the national scene. We're not trying to win brownie points for a college football playoff spot. Or well, we're trying game. to keep brownie points for recruits, but they don't. And don't you think they're coming Clemson, anyway? But to keep them coming, don't you think beating Clemson means a lot more to them than beating UK? Not necessarily. I, I mean, beating UK only means stuff to, to us fans. Outside of the fanhood, right. it doesn't mean jack, really. Oops. I guess it kind of does because they are a middle SEC team. If we so. beat Clemson, it's like a huge upset that people care about, but it doesn't make, I think, the national scene look at Louisville any differently. We're still the team that got pounded by Syracuse and that hasn't been good for five years. Unless Syracuse wins out. Any other year, any other situation, like if this were two years ago, I'm taking Clemson. But right now, the way that UK has beaten us the last few years, plus it being the very last game of the regular season to go out on a high note would be awesome. I'm taking UK this year. I guess it depends how the rest of the season goes around it, too. But Texas Jeff will keep this class together. Uh, Jeff would keep this class together. Jeff has a good, decent recruiting classes at Purdue. Texas, this is where we are now, comparing our team to teams that end in state. <laughs> what, like Central Connecticut State? I guess, yeah. Texas that I'm holding out hope that the loss to Syracuse will get everyone's attention. I think they caught up in owning Syracuse. They got caught up in owning Syracuse the past two years. I'm as frustrated as everyone else, but this is my glass half full approach. That would only make me more mad because we really didn't dive into his quote that much yesterday. I don't think, but Lance Taylor coming out and saying, you know, week one, sometimes some funky stuff happens. We had some guys, you know, that, that probably weren't used to the, the bright lights and the big time college football. We're like the third oldest team in college football. Yeah, I know. And there was, especially on offense, who, I don't know who he's talking about specifically. We have like three super seniors starting, including one of the sports' most important position, a quarterback. 
the new guys on our roster, Tyon Evans played big-time football at Tennessee. And hell, I mean, the one guy that you could make that claim about would be Tyler Hudson from Central Arkansas. He may have played the best game of anybody. Like, you know, he was certainly was not intimidated by the bright lights of Syracuse. We, like, we had a false start early on, but other than that, yeah. He had over 100 yards receiving. He's yeah. the fourth receiver in Louisville football history to have 100 or more yards in his first game as a Cardinal. Eight, nine catches as well. He was like, I mean, he was the, basically the entire receiving core in yeah. that game. So I, I don't get that point, but like the whole, well, maybe this this will wake them up. You should never need to be asleep, awakened for week one. It's the first week of the season. It's a conference game. Do, does it also? And, and I know this is coaches speak, but it, I noticed this on going through Twitter on, on the t- Twitter Twitterverse like you know, yesterday that. Like some people were like posting clips of like Brian Brown like in the press conference before the Syracuse game where he's like, This is the most confident I've been about this defense. Yeah. I feel like we're prepared we're as prepared as we'll ever be. I'm like I mean, I know you're giving coaches speak, I guess, but at some point quit giving me coach speak. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you have to be brutally honest, but Give me something different. Like I was what did you watch Hard Knocks last night? I didn't. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, I, I I did watch it, no spoiler. But like at the end they they were talking to some of the coaches. I don't know which coach this was. But they were asking him, like, the final question was, like, the 2022 Lions will. And, like, I, th- I want to say, you know, one coach was like, we'll turn some head. We'll, we'll make people notice. And one of my favorites was the right the, approach. Yeah. Well, one of the coaches who was the one that was doing the releases, like, gave the best answer. He stops and goes, we'll compete. I'm like, that's the that's most like, honest. That's, the most that's honest an one. honest answer. You will, They competed last year in almost all the games, despite going 4 and 13 yeah. or where they did. You know, that's an honest answer. 3 like, 13 and 1. Yes, but they were competitive in almost the majority of the games. They got better as the season went along. Eagles beat the little living crap out of them, but they other did. than that. We won't forget. <laughs> Worst Syracuse this week weekend. Week one, yeah. There we go. See if you're prepared. So, But that's but that's kind of like, if I'm Brian Brown going in a game, I mean, you don't have to get, blow smoke up my rear end and tell me we're, this is the best. Clearly, because if that's the case, if you are being honest with me, and that's the most prepared we've been, and, the, and that's the most confidence you feel about our defense, we're bleeping screwed, dude. I'm, I'm with you. Though. We are bleeping screwed. And if it's going to be like, you know, if, if we have a team that got caught up in owning Syracuse the last two years and needed to be woken up for after week one, then we're also probably screwed. Well, couldn't that, did you really need a whole game to be woken up to that? Didn't being down 10-0 wake you up enough? Yeah, it's not like they, they, they I mean, were, come on, even trying I, it after halftime. I, even, I'm not that heavy a sleeper. A Trevor's, even Trevor's waking up to that. Texas says, which member of the blue collar comedy tour would best replace Satterfield? I don't know. Uh, the the the, the, the like, tater salad guy. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Ron Ron Shelton or Ron White, whatever his name is. Was Jeff Foxworthy in there? Yeah, it was Jeff Foxworthy. The Larry ta- the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy. Ta- um, I've never watched it. It's pretty funny. Both both of them are funny. The Kings and the blue, uh, Rednecks are comedy, whatever they're called. Um, Ron, it's Ron, Ron White. Okay. Tater salad. That's he, since he gets pulled over by a guy he grew up with, like, do you have an alias? He's like, tater salad. <laughs> Just to screw with him. Texas says, bring Brom home. Bring Brom home. Criticize him, but he has a ton of passion for Louisville and would energize the program. Satterfield has no heart for Louisville. It shows. F him. He looks like Arthur, too. He looks like who? Arthur. Cartoon character. Oh, I thought he was talking about Arthur from the movie. So I was like, no, you don't like Dudley Moore. That is the one element of, <laughs> I think that's the one part of the, the Jeff Brom equation that maybe doesn't get played up enough by people who don't want Jeff to coach Louisville, if it came down to that, is you'd never have like like my big complaint. It's it, maybe it's a meaningless complaint, maybe it's a hollow complaint, maybe it's not, but it bothers me. 
is the lack of emotion that we see from Scott Satterfield after situations like Saturday night, where he's just as like, yeah, we, I thought we tackle better. We got to make more plays. We're practicing hard, like the way that we've responded, and that's kind of it. Like Jeff is energy and passion nonstop, and he's been that way at Western. He was that way at Purdue. He was here when he was assistant. Like, and he is. I mean, he loves Louisville, lo- loves the university, loves the city. He will absolutely bring that to like every speech he gives, every pregame thing. He would be very good at riling up the troops. Like any fan, I think that would have a hard time buying into him being here for whatever reason. I, mean, I think the- would be won over by press conferences and, and pre, you know, offseason videos and all that good stuff. Like I would, whether it's Jeff or somebody else, I want that energy back in the program from the top down because right now the energy that we're getting is not nobody's. It's not permeating. We've all seen the the pregame interviews with Jeff. Yeah, he does this the chair slam thing and routine. I mean, it's not as we've all seen the, uh, the 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 glorious XFL video. Sure. I mean, even I mean, He's got two questions for you. <laughs> it's so awesome, by the way. Uh, I, just, I still remember watching that live too. But the yeah, I mean, it's yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, that is something that's people are like. Oh, you wouldn't even go after Jeff. He wasn't a local kid. Well, yeah, but that's that's part of the, the tie to it. Maybe it'll backfire. Who knows? We'll find out. Texas says, Dark Web Conspiracy Theory of the Week. What's Alex Jones saying this week? Uh, here we go. Uh, Sat is tanking purposefully to create a world in which South Carolina is a step up from UofL. He's been a plant the whole time and is working on behalf of the deep state of the Carolinas. I like that theory. That's a nice one. Well done. He wants to be the cock commander. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Reminding you about our friends over at First Bankers yeah, Trust. Let's get, let's get, let's, let's get and read some people that still are clients. With Invest us. in you. Make the first Until choice tomorrow. in wealth management with First Bankers Trust. They've got you covered with not only investment management, but also comprehensive financial planning, trust and estate services, and so much more. First Bankers Trust. They put your trust first. Go to, go to find out more at firstbankerstrust.com. Financial success. You know what it starts with, Trevor? Start with trust. I, I trust. I mean, if you, oh man, if you're if you're saying those things, who, what, what's my what's my role in this job? <laughs> I'm supposed to be. You're supposed to be the straight man. Firstbankerstrust.com. We'll go to break. We'll come back. We'll wrap the show. More text from you. At I trust them. Do you? Four one four fourteen fifty. Of course, I trust them. We'll be right back here on fourteen fifty. The big X. I trust. I forgot to have this song ready. <laughs> Feeling better? I am. Now you, get, I know you, you like Aerosmith. You like the, the '90s living on the edge of them, right? I'm fine with Aerosmith. It's not my favorite, but I don't like just just like them or anything. Aerosmith. By the way, all, all the songs I played from three different decades. That's like the American Rolling Stones. Okay. Because they're from Boston, you know. There you go. They, they like to potty. Uh, I always think of this. Thing, I'll never forget. I always think of this this cassette. 
is uh, <laughs> living on the edge because it was uh, oh, what was what was the name? It was like I said, it was coming off of the name of the album. My buddy's like mom. Yeah, uh, you're killing the story. I know I'm killing the story. This is riveting. <laughs> You're doing I'm, great. Just keep going. <laughs> I'm having a complete brain fart. Oh, yeah. So when the album came out, the album was called Get a Grip. And like when it first got released, like I was I was jealous because my buddy got the, got the CD because his mom's boyfriend, they broke up, and his, the boyfriend gave the mom the CD as, as a sign. You know, get a grip. Oh, wow. And I was like, that's mean. I was like, but you got a cool Aerosmith city for free. Awesome. Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's not like, for nothing. <laughs> like, mom, why can you bring up your boyfriend and get a cool CD? Um, real quickly, before we take some more text and end the show, the CBS, they're doing their Candid Coaches series. They do it every summer for college basketball where they, I think they ask like 100 coaches anonymously a series of questions and they compile the results. They take some quotes from, from some of these coaches about what they're talking about. We mentioned that last week, they did most hostile, um, like arena, best best game day environment is was the the category. Yeah, Louisville was surprisingly high, weren't they? No, they weren't. They got zero votes. Okay, I I was mistakenly told by Matt Norlander that they got one vote, and then he was like, "Oh no, sorry, that was that was actually a vote for Iowa State." Because um, Kansas won, Fog Allen was the number one. Uh, oh no, I'm thinking of the tailgating thing you did. Tailgating thing was different. Yeah, we, yeah, were, we were surprisingly that, high in that. Yeah, that was what I was thinking. I'm sorry, you're right. I was getting mixed up. Okay. I but bought. so today's uh, today's question in the Candy Coaches series was all about who was the best offseason coaching hire, and you had a couple of big schools that hired vacancies and filled vacancies, including Louisville. So you're kind of wondering where is Kenny Payne going to be? A lot of years they have like a runaway winner. Last year, Chris Beard got like 65 percent of the vote. Um, this year, there was no runaway winner. But would you care to venture a guess as to who was number one in terms of best head coaching hire for the 2022 offseason? I'm going to just take an assumption and say it was not Kenny Payne. It was not Kenny Payne. Um, I, think it was, I know you have to kind of think now. Like it's Yeah, because well, you've got me head. in basketball mode. I mean, you, I, know. I, know, I, know, I know. You know I know, how I, know. I am with modes. I switch, I, I switch years. It's not fair. I know. Uh, I can't remember who I was. I mean, other than us. Hot hire at the time. Because he, nobody knew who he was at the school until March, and then everybody knew who was at that school in, during the NCAA tournament. The LSU coach beat Kentucky. Oh well, Holloway, yeah, Seton Holloway, Seton Holloway, yeah, narrowly received yeah, Seton Hall job. Yeah. yeah, got got the Seton Hall job from St. Peter's. Got fifteen percent of the vote. He was a narrow winner over Sean Miller, who got hired by Xavier, received thirteen percent of the vote. And then uh, our boy, this was a guy who was a That's candidate. A very low number to be leading, by the way. I saw so, so, yeah. a lot of votes spread all over the place. Interestingly, number three on this list was somebody who was rumored to be a Louisville coaching hire that the fan base was not excited about at all. But the third best hire, according to the coaches, was Kevin Willard at Maryland, who got 12% of the vote. John Shire at Duke got uh, 10% of the vote. Thad Mata and Jerome Tang, who's at Kansas State, they both got 9% of the vote. Frank Martin at UMass got 7% of the vote. And then in eighth place, Kenny Payne got... We're behind Frank Martin? Frank Martin received more love from the coaches than Kenny Payne, who received 4% of the votes, uh, the new Louisville coach. Listen, this, this was a poll from... Who did this poll? CBS. They polled 100 college basketball coaches. Does that make you worry that his 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 peers voted him that low? Well, I could have told you that was going to happen. Okay. That's... Yeah, that's... All right. It's been part of the thing. Um, but... He did. They, no, no quotes were made as far as Kenny Payne. Like why or not? Why not? They didn't get him. They were quotes about John Shire, Kevin Willard, uh, Sean Miller, Shaheen Holloway. I think a total of like twenty coaches. got There were votes. a lot of coaches. I, you're right. None of them did stick out like your Chris Beard level. But I mean, Archie Miller got two percent of the vote somehow for at Rhode Island. So, yeah. 
The Miller brothers in there both. <laughs> they both got in there. Both got in there. They're both there. Todd Gold at Florida got two percent of the vote. Fran Dunphy. Oh, we got two percent for Todd. Love Todd. Uh, Fran Dunphy from Laval. He's back. Uh, uh, he's got two percent of the vote. Mike White, who seemed like a terrible hire at Georgia, got three percent of the vote. Uh, Chris Jans at Mississippi State, three percent, and then Dennis Gates at Missouri. Coming over from Cleveland State, also got three percent of the vote. Frank Dumpy's got another job. He's back at LaSalle after. Uh, we need Temple. Or Temple something? for like a billion years. Yeah, and they kind of forced him out. People hated him for it. He's old. Because I kept calling him Frank Dumpy for a while. Well, not his name. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's at LaSalle. It seems like a weird thing because Fran Dunphy is. I want to say he's like pushing eighty. He's, he's got to be up there. Yeah, he's seventy four. He coached at LaSalle before. No, but he's you know he's from that area. Oh, obviously. you're saying Philadelphia yeah. in general? I got yeah, you. He's, yeah, he's a yeah. Philly guy. He was an assistant at LaSalle back in the, way way back in the day. Um, How far? I take back? it back. He played at LaSalle. That's the big tie. Okay. He played at LaSalle in the '60s and then coached at LaSalle briefly. But he was at Penn and then Temple for 15 seasons. Yeah, he took over. He took over for Cheney, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people thought that he was ridiculous that he got pushed out, but he did. And now he's back at LaSalle after three seasons on the sidelines. Oh, good for him. Let's go back to the text line. we got about, uh, let's see, 13 minutes again. Short show today. We're out of here at 5 o'clock for Jody Demling and then Bats Baseball. So we'll try to get to as many texts as we can before the end of the show. 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. Uh, Texture says, sorry, I didn't mean to leave you the voicemail about forensics class. I had the wrong number. What? Did someone leave a voicemail on the text line? <laughs> yes. I, I saw it, actually. And I'm going to read it. Is there safe, did he say forensics class? Yes. He's the, a cop? The Yeah, the text was like, hey, bleep, my name is bleep. I teach a forensics, Phoenix forensic science class, and I just wanted to see if your unit had any kind of outreach program. It goes on and on and on. Uh, but, yeah, I saw that that voicemail like during the show, and the guy just texted him was like, sorry, that wasn't for you. I want to hear it now. <laughs> we can't play because he gives like personal information in his number. Oh. But it's very funny. Just, I always enjoy when we get voicemails. Usually, a lot of times, it's people like who want to call into the show, and they're like, "Hey, yeah, they, we'll get them occasionally." Heard y'all talking about this? Like, suck it, and then that's pretty much the voice. Yeah. Texas for all of our uh, success for the past twenty years, we've consistently been coached by guys who operated more in the coordinator mold than the head coach mold. Love Brom and would be thrilled with the hire. I just wish the running game and the defensive defensive numbers were better. It's absolutely a concern. The, the, the defense numbers, I think, vary because he's had some. He, I think, want to see, was it his second year there or something before um, the coordinator he brought Nick Hall? I think one of the one year he had a decent year, and then he had a really bad year, and then they've they been pretty like, bad. Yeah. yeah, when they they did lose they did lose some guys on defensive players, and they had a I mean a first round pick off the defense just last year, and the uh, Greek guy that went to the Chiefs, but. I mean, offensively, the running game does worry me a little bit. It it, it does. I mean, they, they would have they haven't recruited that position well. They don't use it enough, and like that would be something that would have to get better if he got here. Also, but he had but he had like you said. I think we brought up our text brought up uh, Western. He did have thousand yard back at Western, right? Is that right? Was Ace Wills with him or not? I can't. Do, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Okay. The other thing that kind of concerns me is we've had a lot of success hiring lifetime assistants or guys that have made like giant steps up. We haven't had a lot of success hiring guys that are like kind of group of five, but like or like lower level power five conference coaches. Like like Satterfield's not working out right now. Steve Craigthorpe definitely did not work out. That's 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 oh. true. Uh, speaking of the Brahms and sort of their their friends and people around them, I got a message from our guy intern Patrick, aka Patrick Ryan. He, he, he sends me a grand message at like 1.30 in the morning last night, or like 2 a.m. <laughs> did he send you a 2 a.m. text message? He got pulled up on stage at the Jack Harlow concert. 
he has this thing. Harlow's doing this thing for his new tour, which kicked off on Monday. Yeah, where like he's got like a basketball goal on the back of a garage for his set, and he's like letting fans shoot free throws when like during a break. And Patrick was one of the guys who got like called up on stage, drilled the free throw, walks off stage, daps up Donovan Mitchell. What? What? Yes. No. Yes. Where was this at? It was. I th- I'm assuming his concert last night was in Nashville. So I'm assuming this was in Nashville. What was Patrick doing last week? He's got school. It's a school night. This man is dapping up Donovan Mitchell at 2 a.m. on Dugan. a school night. Dugan's dad of the year. Dugan, man. Patrick reminds me, too. Like, everybody has that friend. Like, I've I mean, got he's a, a good kid. He can miss school. I'm sure he sure. can get through it. Yeah, but. Everyone has that friend that just somehow weasels their way into, like, everything cool. Like, I've got one friend who yeah. we, we wouldn't even know that he was at, like, whatever the big college football game that week was. Like, Ohio State versus Oregon. And we're like, oh, is that Denbo on the field? Like, yeah, th- there he is. Like, he just always would find a way to get into, like, would sneak into games or, like, would find himself on stage. Like, when we were talking about the the celebrity kickball thing, Patrick is, is texting me, and he's like, I'll find a way to be in that dugout. And sure, he did. He was, He yeah. was. And now he's on stage at the Harlow concert. He's drilling free throws. Great stroke, by the way. Just You got a video of it? He sent it to me. It's on uh, it's on Instagram. I'll show it to you after the show. I want to see it. I don't have, yeah, no I don't have, rim. I don't just have the Instagram. It. Why didn't he put it on, the, on Twitter or Facebook? I don't know. Maybe because he doesn't want people to know that he was at a concert at 2 a.m. on a school night because he probably wasn't going to show up for school today and now i'm outing him on radio <laughs> yeah getting way to go buddy still i mean whatever the story's worth it um i want i want to i want to be young shooting free toast pound jack harlow yeah you, you guys are best friends now you can make that happen <laughs> he's my cousin <laughs> texture says uh whoa jed fish want to know baby <laughs> mississippi state probably beating arizona 45 to 17 this week though no don't don't doubt jed oh no mississippi state yeah jed, jed's got it jed's gonna be in a shootout with the pirate Texas says, quote, I'm not into the NFL. Lions fans all over the world. <laughs> yeah, maybe I would be more into it if the Lions were good. I find it so weird, though, that I have I know not one, two, but three people that are actual Lions fans. They're, I, I'm always surprised, like, how many decals I'll see on cars, like, walking around or driving around. Now, now like, is, how are, did you get here? Are they actual Lions fans, or is that, like, a, a Catholic school that uses the logo? No, it's it, it's like— I fell for that Lions with the stuff. Portland Eagles. Well, it's, it's Lions stuff. <laughs> Texas, the dumbest rule at Trinity was definitely that you were in trouble whether you fought or not. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a bad rule, but... Well, I mean, if you're getting in a fight, I mean, I guess, if you're just the one getting your butt kicked, I don't know if that counts as you fighting. It would suck to get in trouble after getting your ass beat. Yeah, especially if you didn't even throw a punch. Texas, I feel like Trevor surviving this long in life is a statistical anomaly. <laughs> I'm glad you're around, Trev, but wow, the number of close calls that you've had that could have gone terribly wrong is astounding. You're just kind of Mr. Magooing it through life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you have no idea how right you are. <laughs> Texas 808 area code, by the way, is Hawaii. Oh, Timmy Chang, don't come after Ruben. Timmy. I mean, Ruben, they're struggling, buddy. They, they're getting 60 spots hear, on them by I Vanderbilt. Hear, I, hear, I hear Chang sell right now. Hey, do you want to suck in Louisville's temperature or in Hawaii's temperature? It's not a bad pitch. It's not a bad pitch. Texas Fire Brown now. Co-defensive coordinator takes over because he can't do any worse. Co-offensive coordinator takes over the play calling. Teams get COVID right before the UK game. Game gets canceled. Fires that end of the season. <laughs> Did you imagine if we canceled the UK game for COVID gonna, again? Oh, they would be so pissed. And then if we, if the basketball they season starts going so poorly again, mad. what if basketball starts going poorly again and we do it again in basketball? <laughs> Haven't lost to them since pre-pandemic. Don't blame us. It's COVID. The women's basketball game is the only one that really matters. Just go, just go boomerang. It's, it's the Republicans. Democrats are doing it. There's a reason why we can't play. Uh, Blame Biden. Man. It's Biden's fault. These mandates. They're like, there are no <laughs> mandates anymore, Kenny. Yeah, I know. We're, Stupid man. We wish. <laughs> we wish. <laughs> 
Texas, honestly, if we could just keep Ruben Owens, I could stomach starting over with most of this recruiting class with a coaching change. Ruben Owens is that special. No, see, I just— I, I think he and DeAndre Moore both are that special. Yeah, I think— just, And we also need a quarterback. We need some, those, the linemen, too, as much as anything. We need some big dudes. Yeah. I, there's, we need all these guys. <laughs> we need them all. You know, the this is, this is going to sound, like, really weird, but the one that I could— Why well, like, stop now? Yeah, really. <laughs> I almost said no bleep. Uh, the the one that like I I don't think we can lose because of his impact on the class, but in terms of his position, I know this sounds odd, but like Pierce Clarkson would be the one I'd be like least like upset about if he like decommitted. In terms of being the player, because we need a quarterback. Though. I know we need a quarterback. We have to get a transfer, but he's also I mean he's all these guys we keep mentioning are. are Better recruits at their position, and he technically is at his position. Not all of them. I mean, he's still a top fifteen quarterback at his, at his spot. Yeah, but he's, and also, he's still a top five hundred kid overall. And he's a four star, but there's like what sixty four stars. Oh, and, way more than that. There's, yeah, there are so, I mean, there's yeah. I mean, it's he. I mean, but he's still he's like overall he's still one of the top fifteen recruits in the history of global football. If you're going by his ranking, so he's still a, very much a big deal. I mean, I'm not saying and I'm not saying he's not, but like when you like look at the grand scheme of it. Like, I feel like I would almost, I mean, a guy like Ruben Owens, some of the well, linemen yeah. we've talked about. Ruben Owens is the receiver. The type of guy we've never the, gotten. Before. These are guys that I think, like, I feel like we cannot let go, where I feel like we could almost replace well, on, his on the field stuff because what he's doing off the field, off though, the field we can't replace the, the bigger deal. Yeah, that's where we can't replace him, unfortunately. It's like, you know, killing the lead zombie. You lose Clarkson, you feel like you lose a yeah, lot of Yeah, you kill guys. the Night King, everyone else exactly. falls. Exactly, yeah. Don't do it, Aria. Don't do it, Aria. <laughs> Texas says Jeff Brom would effing kill it here. Texas says bring Brom home. Texas says I went to I want to see our head coach get mad, get in someone's face. Our team is soft. Our head coach is soft. I want to see it too. And, and I know that the, yeah, we did the podcast today, and Danny kind of pushed back. He's like, oh, he's like, there's nothing he can really say. I'm like, I just show me that you care. Like, show some I, emotion. Slam your hand. I mean, flip the table, Scott. I mean, even if you don't curse, just do like be oh shucks. Flip off a ref. I mean, give me something. Let me know that you're mad about this. Because he never even lost it like last year when we got screwed by the Wake Forest stuff, didn't he? No. He stayed calm in that one. No. Even when he seems pissed, he's calm. Texas says, Satterfield's press conference reminded me of the good old days of we got to get back on the practice field and get better at running the ball, throwing the ball, and catching the ball. It felt like a 2018 Petrino press conference. Is that what something Petrino said back in 18 or something? I don't remember. Charlie used to say that a lot, too. He would do the whole pack up your offense, your defense, your special teams, and just wouldn't say anything. But Charlie was winning games, so he could say whatever he wanted. Yeah, you can give cliches and talk in third person when you win. Bobby in 2018 kind of was like a hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Like he was acting like everything was fine. We were coming off like 55-point loss after 55-point loss, and he's like, we're practicing hard. Yeah, we just got to keep making plays. Okay? You know, we're in position. We got to wrap up and tackle, which is exactly what we heard on Tuesday afternoon, which yeah, was discouraging. True. Texas says, um, ESPN reports that Louisville football coach Scott Satterfield will be announced. <laughs> I can't read it. I said it. I know I said it earlier, but let's not celebrate it. It's the sea commander, South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick says I snuck into Barstown Barnstable Brown in May too and sent a picture of him at Barnstable Brown party I mean he's hanging out in Nashville this kid who did he go with Dugan went in Nashville last night was he does Dugan know this is happening Dugan even know he was there senior year of high school take out? me back take me back takes us a couple of years ago my then 8 year old son and I were at Roosters he looked at me serious as a heart attack and said dad there's a Lions fan over there he was amazed that they existed <laughs> <laughs> we're here and we're spectacular. I remember when I was up in uh, New Jersey. Uh, I, I went to we went. I was meeting Renshop there when we were hanging out at a B Dubs, and there was a Rutgers game going on. There was like twenty Rutgers fans in the bar watching it. And I was like, I can't believe there's this many fans here. Sometimes you get shocked. Yeah, I mean, I know we're in New Jersey and all, but still, 
Texas, let's not piss Clarkson off. He does half of our recruiting. Yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah, that's where it's a double edged sword with that. What I what I was trying to say. Texas, that needs to pull a Denny Green. <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it either. Jim Moore, maybe even. Texas, the only time that I've Senior. ever seen him upset was when he complained to Stoops about the yells down. Yeah, that was not a. That was not. A that is the only time he's been pissed, didn't he? Yeah. And he wasn't even pissed. He was just more like explaining it, like. Hey, they're doing he this. He doesn't do the hand motion. It doesn't get the ridicule it does. Right, because nobody knows what he's talking about. True, exactly. And I, mean, I you saw can it. it and, it's so and right away, I was like, oh, no. Don't. This is what they want. This is, this is what they want. Texas, I know that Kenny Klein deserves a wonderful retirement, but he may have been the first domino to fall. He leaves and everything goes to hell in a handbasket. Oh, I already told him straight up that he gave me long COVID. <laughs> you blamed everybody on long COVID. No, just Kenny. You blamed me at one time. Well, you probably did give me long COVID. <laughs> See? But he texted me that night when it was going down. I was like, just so you know, uh, Sean Moth and I decided that you're the reason why I've got long COVID. And he was like, he's like, he's like, but I'm still working. I'm still doing some stuff. And I was like, that did, no, 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 this is your fault. When you quit, it was the week before everything just fell on me. Was it really? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he did it. Kenny. Cure my damn long COVID, Kenny. Can't get the, the seats painted and can't, can't loosen can't, the rims, Kenny. Loosen the rims. We have seen Sad get pissed. It wasn't the fact that he got his ass handed to him by his rival. It was the L's down. Yeah, there you go. More people pointing it out. That's not good. That's literally the only time in four years he's been mad. In a, in a, in a career span, it has spanned multiple reasons to be pissed off. All right. Uh, tomorrow, we've got, we have to turn the page. I, I know we've been – still, it still hurts. We're all belly aching. We're all – the scar is still there. But we have to at least turn the page a little bit and talk about some other things. We don't need to fully. I'm so mad that we couldn't dive into the UCF Golden Knight stuff again. It was so fun last year. They got so mad about it. And now I feel like we can't do it. I mean, do we still do it anyway? Yeah. Can we start that tomorrow? I mean, if they're going to. Here's the thing. If they're going to kick our ass on Saturday or Friday night. At least be funny about it. At least, at, least, at least let's throw some punches. You know I mean? It's. You know, it's like what I used to say when I was gonna, when I was getting home late from sneaking out. Uh-huh. You know, if you're gonna be if you're get, you're gonna get busted coming home at like midnight, have a good time while you're just, out. Well, just come home at five a.m. You you only Fair. die once. You're gonna get yelled at regardless. You might as well take advantage of it. So if we're gonna get our butt kicked on Friday night, let's at least have some laughs at it. In the, the, the in the weeks leading up to the Alabama game in 2018, my whole shtick was you know Louisville has is undefeated all time against Alabama and has won those games by an average of 30 points per game because we'd only played them the one time in the Fiesta Bowl. And so a guy on Twitter actually ended up being the guy who got like arrested for his Jeff Prom tweets. Um, it was that guy. He was hilarious. He you used to be able to like buy sponsored tweets and have them like like bumped up on everyone's timeline in a specific do, location of America. That, yes. So he bought them in to, to be published in Tuscaloosa, where it was like <laughs> like just just letting you know, like Louisville, like fun college football fact of the day, Louisville has outscored Alabama thirty seven to seven in its career and has never lost to the Crimson Tide. And all these Bama fans were like, Why the hell is this a sponsored tweet on my timeline? <laughs> and it was just wonderful because if you if you felt like you weren't going to have fun when the actual game happened, you have to at least have Can't fun. Can't you still it. do sponsored tweets? You can. Because I anytime I see a sponsored tweet on my timeline, I block that account. Should we do some Golden Knight stuff in Orlando this week? Oh yeah. Well, we can make that happen. At least, let's, I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna get our right, damn on the field, let's win off the battle. We're huh? back in tomorrow. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna do. We're gonna golden night it up. We will be on from I think three to five again tomorrow. Keep it locked right here. We got Jordan Dumbling, the Cardinal Insider, and then we got Louisville Bats baseball taking on the Columbus Clippers. Six oh five cover starting six thirty five first pitch. Everybody have a fantastic Wednesday night. We'll see you guys tomorrow right here at three.